HMA Fantasy Wrestling brings you the Best of the Decade Dual Tournament, based off of Flow Wrestling Radio Live's recent series on individual athletes. This new project brings together wrestling minds from all over the country to decide which college wrestling team can claim the title of the best team of the decade. Prepare for pandemonium, excitement, and of course, entertainment. Um, Moran sits corners and a big landmine kind of pops out. Oh no! <laughs> Punches in a cradle, right? Typical Tristan Moran cradle, flips him over, gets the ball. The rules are simple. Each college team gets to draft an all-star lineup based off of the last 10 years of competition. Once each team is settled, the HMA crew assigns different teams to the sports of greatest minds to vote on each match in the event for the entertaining series. Each host has one landmine to use in a round. Similar to FRL, a landmine can wreck all votes from the community and the other hosts. A landmine is used on individual match and it's the only place you can get bonus points for your team. The next episode of HMA Fantasy Wrestling is here. Let's let it roll. Alright, welcome back to the next episode of the HMA Fantasy Wrestling Podcast. Um, this is episode number four as far as this all-decade dual tournament is concerned. Um, and for this one, we're going to have a great one. We got uh, the first duel is going to be, I believe, number four, Oklahoma State, number 13, Wisconsin. Um, and then after that, we are going to have number five, Cornell, and number 12, Edinburgh. Um, and we're really excited because this very first duel, uh, Oklahoma State-Wisconsin, we're starting off with a special guest, as always. And this time on the call, we got Mr. Seth Gross. So how are you doing, Seth? I'm doing great, man. Excited. Uh, love what you guys are doing here and excited to be a part of it. Cool, man. It's, uh, it's really cool that like we just kind of thought this up like a week ago and just thought it'd be something fun to do and um, to see people actually liking it and voting and getting into yeah. it and having like 400 votes on the Twitter poll was crazy um so it's really cool to see that people are actually enjoying something yeah, enjoying yeah. that we're doing it <laughs> yeah, it's been super cool man i've been been following them and uh yeah i think it's keeping everybody a little bit entertained during this time so i think it's an awesome idea yeah mm-hmm. no but it is it's been a lot of fun um and let's just real quick before we get into this duel um i guess we'll talk about last episode i guess what happened um uh, recapping it real quick, we had Ohio State taking out number 14 Oklahoma uh, in a really good duel. Um, it actually was 18 to 15, um, and there was there was one or two matches in there that either got landmined or we could have went the other way. So very surprisingly, Oklahoma almost pulling off an upset. Um, it was close. And then yeah, it was that was one of the best duels we've had so far mm-hmm. for sure. Um, one of the reasons though that Oklahoma was uh, did so well was their seed was low because they had so many transfers and they got more points because it was whole career, but they didn't get points for seeding because of that. So that was a, that was a tough draw for Oklahoma. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, like several times, the reason this is so cool is because the seeding of the teams is completely different than the actual decade teams in themselves. You know, so these teams got seeded a certain way, but that does not mean that the actual team they're coming in with are, you know, better than the other one. Um, but then at the other or the second duel that we had was number six Minnesota and number eleven Illinois. Uh, that one was a little bit more lopsided, uh, but Brayton Lee did use his landmine to uh, Gator Bacon Isaiah Martinez. So there is that. Um, but let's go ahead and look at what we're getting into today. So like we said before, number four Oklahoma State, number thirteen Wisconsin is what we are jumping into right now, um, and then later on we're going to do Cornell versus Edinburgh. Ooh. So. 
Jake, you're killing it with these graphics, dude. <laughs> they look really good. <laughs> hey, man, when you're a teacher, all you have to do nowadays is just sit around and grade papers and nothing else. So, all right, so you well, got time. I got lessons and stuff to make, but, you know, yeah. I fortunately have a really good team that helps me out. Fantastic. Yeah, but, all right, so let's jump into this thing uh, so other people besides me can start talking. Um, but for well, we'll just go ahead and go through – um, we actually had Mr. Seth Duckworth that, uh, that sent in the Oklahoma State lineup for us. Um, and I believe Sam did the Wisconsin. Correct? did, yep. Awesome. Uh, so I'll just go ahead and show or, or say who the lineup is for the Cowboys, and then you can tell me about the Badgers in a second. Um, mm-hmm. So for Oklahoma State, 125, we have Nick Piccinini, 133, Dayton Fix, 141, Dean Heil, 149, Jordan Oliver, 157, Alex Derringer, 165, Tyler Caldwell, 174, Chris Perry, 184, Nolan Boyd, 197, Preston Weigel, and 285, Jared, is it Rushalt? Does anybody know how to say that Rushalt. correctly? Rushalt? I would guess I it's Rushalt, but I'm not okay. sure. All right, well, he's a, he's a big guy, so I don't want to piss him off. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sam, tell us about Wisconsin. So the Wisconsin lineup uh, I, I put together, and I think it's a it's a really good one. Alan's saying the early years before Coach Bono and then this last couple years with Coach Bono is cool, um, going through a couple different coaching um, decades or, or periods, I guess. But Oklahoma State stuck with John Smith for the last 35 years. So mm-hmm. uh, Wisconsin's starting off, starting off with uh, Ryan Taylor. And then at 33, we got Seth Gross. 41, Tristan Moran, 49, Kyle Rochelle, 57, Isaac Jordan, 65, Andrew Howe, 74, Ryan Christensen, 84, Travis Rutt or Ricky Robertson, and then 97, you got Trevor Brandvold, and 285, we're going to lean Connor Medbury, but we'll see how Trent Hilger's feeling at the end of this duel. Wait, who's gonna? Who's your starter at 184? We'll, we'll, we'll look at that when we get there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Keep them guessing. Yeah, we, we've, we, we brought some backups just in case. We've got to look yeah. at the matchups. you got to weigh yeah. them both in. Absolutely. So we so before we actually get into talking about the, the first matchup, we get to decide where we start. Um, so Sam had the awesome idea a couple of episodes back. The lower-seeded team is going to pick which weight we start at. Um, so that'll be Wisconsin, this duel. Um, and we got Seth on the call. So, Seth, what weight do you think it'd be best for the Badgers to start at? You know, I think we're going to start right off at 149. It's a good spot to start. Finish up with the lightweights there a little bit. Some fun ones at the end. So, let's like go that. 149. That sounds good to me. Um, so, Sam, 149, who we got? So, on the Wisconsin side, you got Kyle Rochelle. He is the current head coach of University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Um, super, super nice guy. Made the Pan Am team at 74 kilograms a couple years ago. Um so he he's a solid uh, forty nine pounder. His opponent's really tough. But um, Sam, have you ever run into Rochelle in your Tennessee journeys? I yeah, I actually got to interview him at the scuffle this year, um, which was really really cool. And uh, he's a, he's a really nice guy. Wants awesome. me to come to UTC. So, <laughs> uh, but so he was the team co captain in uh, in two thousand nine two thousand ten. Um, in his junior year, he was 5-2 and two at the NCAA Championships, had a bunch bunch of matches there, lost early and was able to uh, fight back. His senior year, he ended up taking fourth and, again, won four straight matches to take third. He had um, some tough runs on the backside of the bracket in, in his time. So um, really tough guy. Pretty sure he's a four-time NCAA qualifier. Um, 
really nice guy too. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, oh, um, <laughs> on the other side for the Cowboys, we got Jordan Oliver. Um, you know, arguably one of the the better Cowboys ever. Um, Jordan was so much fun to watch in college, and he was a controversial call away from being a three-time national champ. Um, but in his career, he was a four-time All-American, a two-time national champ, and three-time finalist. Um, and then he's had you know, a tremendous amount of success on the senior level over the last, you know, however, seven years it's been since he graduated, six, seven. Um, yeah. But if you are into wrestling, college, senior level, whatever, and you don't know who Jordan Oliver is, then I don't know what you've been watching. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> not good. Hey, Seth, <laughs> um, do you happen to know Kyle at all? Kyle Rochelle? I, I don't know Kyle too well, actually. I don't know him too much. I know all of him, but yeah, I've never, never talked to him personally. Mm. Okay, well, hey, let's kick it to you. And, uh, and who are you going to pick in this matchup? I mean, I love my Badgers and all, but J.O.'s the GOAT here. Um, hard, hard to choose against him in a match like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I'll go with J.O. for the 149 starting us off mm -hmm. here. I'm going to agree with you. I'm also taking Jordan Oliver here as well. Sam Herring, who do you have? This one's this one's tough. I mean, not tough, but easy. Uh, it's pretty easy looking at Jordan Oliver. Um, it's one of the best college wrestlers of all time. Um, he's he's got to take this one. And the people said the same thing. I'm going to go through and uh, and mark what the Twitter polls had to say with the uh, with the star. You're like this is a tough one. I mean, not a tough one. A very easy one. <laughs> he's there yeah. full I mean, Cal Rochelle was was great when he was coming through. He was really tough guy, but it's just one of those cases where you got Jordan Oliver, who was one of the best to do it. Um, so there's not much to talk about. Um, mm -hmm. But if you bring up Jordan Oliver's name, I got it. And we got Seth on the call. I got to get your, your view on that call. So in that Logan yeah. Steber final match, takedown or no? I think it's a takedown all day. I mean, it, it, I thought it was a takedown. I remember watching that one and being like, J I was a big, I was a big J.O. fan growing up, like right when I was getting into college and stuff. I was a big fan, and uh, yeah, I was bummed out by that one for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely <laughs> thought it was a takedown. And, I mean, it sucks to say that because yeah. I feel like I'm trying to, like, take something away from Steber, which <laughs> not, but I, I still, yeah, I think it was a takedown. I mean, yeah. Man. It was a good match either way, but yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. It was a, left a left a bad taste in my mouth for sure. Ooh. Oh yeah. Ah. All right, so we got Jo winning that first round, and we're gonna jump down to one fifty seven. Real quick, guys, uh, and also I, I just looked up the uh, the Twitter polls. Every single poll had Oklahoma State win. Oh jeez. How insane you is that? Work to do, uh oh, man. including one thirty three. Jeez. Yeah. That, whoa, oh. mean. Oh man, yeah, we're gonna have to go look back who's following you guys. Huh? That's messed up. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> over to the HMA. We did. Jeez, get... This is what we do when we put the polls on Jacob's side, right? Yeah. Hey, you know what? We did get Seth uh, Duckworth, Seth Seth Duckworth, to retweet it, and uh, he brings in a lot of Oklahoma State fans. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, but one thing I want to point out before we move on, because obviously a lot of these guys have been at different weight classes and different mm -hmm. schools. Um, we are talking about each of these guys in their career. Right. So obviously you wrestled for South Dakota State, right? And so yeah. we're not talking about only the Wisconsin Seth Gross. We're talking yeah. about the career of each of these guys. Yeah. Um so I just want to point that out because mm. that was something that we again didn't point out um when uh when Bray was on the show and it changed his opinion on a couple of them. Um but one fifty seven, let's talk about Alex Daringer versus Isaac Jordan. Um we've actually seen this match go down, but before we get into that, uh Sam. 
Who's Isaac Jordan? Isaac Jordan's actually uh, we we had Ohio State on last time. Isaac Jordan is the cousin of Micah, Rocky, and Bo, um, and the son of Jim Jordan. And so, long line of wrestling uh, family. And he was actually so. Most of the family ended up going to like this generation of the family ended up going to um, OSU, Oklahoma State or Ohio State, but um, <laughs> getting mixed up here. But Isaac and Jim were both um, Wisconsin, so a little bit of confusing there with the with the family. Um, but he was a 2016 runner-up, um, Big Ten champ in 2015 and 2016, and then All-American obviously in 2016. Um, just a solid wrestler. Had some tight tight matches with Imar, who's one of the greatest of all time. He did wrestle Daringer um, in his career, which did not go his way. But uh, Jacob, give us the rundown on, on Daringer. Yeah. Um, so Daringer is another one, kind of like Jordan Oliver, which he was a three. Or, uh, Daringer was actually a three-time national champion for the Cowboys. Um, he got third, I believe, as a freshman, and then won, won, won. Um, and he wrestled Isaac Jordan a couple times, and I'm. I'm not staring at it on my computer in front of me, but I'm like 95% sure that one of them was in the NCAA finals. Is that right? I think so. I think uh, that was the 2016 finals match. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that that was, that was Daringer's senior year. Um, but yeah, so obviously when Daringer's way each of the times, um, yeah, he went three, one, one. All Americans. There's a, there's not a whole lot to say about these. I mean, some of them are, are some of these matches are really close, but some of them, um, kind of is easy to lean one way or the other. And um, I'm interested to see Daringer moving forward, moving, making the move to the Cliff Keen wrestling club. But yeah. So Jude, who are you picking? Dude, it's gotta be Alex Daringer. The man won a Hodge trophy. All right. You know, he, he's gonna, he's coming up and being, uh, going to look to have a really, really excellent, um, senior level career, but like college Alex Daringer was a mean man. Um, so I'm going to take him in this match. Seth, you're going to get to wrestle with him a little bit more now that he's uh, in your area. I guess Michigan and Wisconsin aren't too close, but but a, a lot closer than Oklahoma State. Yep, definitely. Yeah, I think I'm definitely got to go with Derringer here. I think I think Isaac's tough, man. He had a great career. He was just always super solid, but Derringer was just he was unstoppable, man. He was he was a beast. So I'm going I'm going Alex Derringer for that mm-hmm. one. Right. And I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, Is- echo what you and Jude said. Is Isaac around the program anymore over there? He's coaching at Oklahoma State, I believe. Yeah, he's coaching somewhere, I know. Yeah, he's at Oklahoma State September of 2017. Mm. Uh, you- Seth, how involved are the um, the alumni with the program at, at Wisconsin? Um, it's, it's doing better. That's a big thing Bono's focusing on right now is just getting them back involved. And uh, we've been doing a ton. Like every, every match, we try to get a new alumni out there and uh, come, come to our duels and stuff. We're trying to grow that a lot. I think that you know, that's a big step for us to kind of get to that next level is keep guys around, keep alumni involved, and uh, really just start growing the RTC. But, uh, and yeah, what's your plan for, the, uh, for giving back to the program? What, what are you going to do personally? Um, I'm going to be super involved just with the RTC, creating relationships with guys, helping guys, you know, stick around. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be super, yeah, super involved on in that aspect. And I think, you know, fundraising is huge now, with, especially with the new rules that are coming in the next couple of years uh, with, you know, making money off your likeness. So I think that, you know, we got we got a lot of work to do and a lot of a lot of room for growth, but I think we're in a good good spot for wrestling and uh yeah, I think I think it's gonna be good. I think we got a bright future the next couple of years. 
I didn't even think about that. How does that feel to you knowing that they just passed that right after you're done? <laughs> oh, I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been hating that rule forever. I'm always like, wow, why do they got that? And then, of course, as soon as I'm graduating, an announcement comes out. But <laughs> That's always how it is. Happy, yeah, happy these guys don't got to deal with it anymore, though. But, but now you can finally relate with Coach Shop. Uh, when he was, he was mad about the four-point um, turning rule that came right after his career. So uh, you can kind of relate with him a little bit more. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, 165, we're going to have Tyler Caldwell versus Andrew Howe. Um, we have seen this match before also, um, but I'll go ahead and start off. I'll talk about Tyler Caldwell. So he um, was four-time All-American. He was a two-time finalist. Um, he actually spent his first two years in college at Oklahoma um, and then transferred over to the Cowboys. Um, and like I said, on, actually on the Ohio State versus Oklahoma duel, um, Tyler Caldwell is definitely up there with one of the best guys to never win it. Um, in his two finals appearances, he wrestled arguably two of the best college wrestlers of all time and Jordan Burroughs and David Taylor. Um, and so it's, it's kind of a shame that he hit those guys. Cause he's, he's definitely one of those guys that not a lot of people, unless you're, you've been around the sport for a while, know the name right off the top of your head, but was definitely one of the better guys to come through in the last decade. Um, so that's Tyler Caldwell, uh, Sam, Andrew Howe. Andrew Howe is really actually very similar um, in his, his career. Super, super successful. Struggled with uh, guys like Kyle Dake and Jordan Burroughs in his career. One of the toughest hand fighters there is. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, he took second at NCAAs, third at NCAAs. He won NCAAs. He's always right at the top of the, uh, of the podium and um, just a solid guy. And he didn't, he didn't just finish in uh, – in folk style, he stuck around and, and had a really successful career, career in freestyle as well. And like Caldwell, he actually spent some time at Oklahoma. And um, I don't know if they overlapped and were actually teammates at some point. Uh, let's see. He was 2012 to 2014, he was in Oklahoma. And then uh, 2008, 2011, he was Wisconsin. So um, I'm not really sure if they overlapped. But anyway, uh, he coached at Wisconsin, or no, he coached at OU and then moved to uh, NU at Northwestern. So, um, been connected to wrestling for a very, very long time. Yep. Um, okay, well, let's go ahead and get into it. Seth, what do you got on this one? Do you know either of these guys, first of all? I know Andrew Howe a little bit. had to talk to him every once in a while when I've passed him. And I know Reader, Reader knows Howe really well. Um, so they got they got a pretty good relationship. I do not know Caldwell too well, but yeah, I'm gonna uh, these these two are both super solid. You know, they both got similar you know similar careers. You know, both were always at the top of the top of the food chain there. And uh, I'm gonna have to go with Andrew Howe on this one though. I'm gonna go with Andrew um, picking him. Just just you know, a close one. And now now got to give Wisconsin a little bit of something here. Get their <laughs> first vote on the board here. I'm going to follow your lead, dude. I'm going to take uh, Andrew Howe in this match. Yeah, Can Caldwell go. hang with Howe's hand fighting, you think? That's, that's, the, that's what I was wondering. Because I know, I know like Caldwell was close with uh, David Taylor until he hand fighted the crap and kind of broke him down. Yeah. Him. So I think that's, that's what I was thinking. You know, Howe gets his hands on him, slowly wears him down, wins in the third period type of match. That's what I'm thinking, too. I'm going to go with Howe. And uh, I just think that Andrew Howe is a terrible style matchup for, for Tyler Caldwell. And um, now it's down to, to Jacob. Well, I guess it's out of your control now. Yeah, so. like my vote matters. Um, yeah, it doesn't but, matter. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to 
go differently. It's going to be Andrew Howe for me too. Um, I was just looking back at the 2011 NCAA championships. Um, Tyler Caldwell actually beat Andrew Howe in the semifinals to make the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we remember back, that was a, a pretty banged up Andrew Howe that year. Um, and then how beat him at the, the 2012 trials, right? I think um, so. But that was freestyle. So, yeah. um, sorry, sorry for interrupting you, Jacob. Um, Oh, it's all good. But yeah, so he actually beat him two to two. It says two to two in tiebreakers. So I guess did they? They had overtime. Right? Did they um, go ultimate right out? I guess. I, I guess I mean, that would that'd probably make sense. But normally they would add a point for that. I don't know though. Yeah. Um. Either way, tiebreakers two. Caldwell one. But yeah, it, it's Andrew Howe for me, especially if we're looking at you know their overall career and you know the the peak of each guy. I think Andrew Howe would win. Um. But. Cool. You know, you know it's crazy. Real quick before we go, um, the Twitter polls had Caldwell winning by sixty-five percent out of almost four hundred votes. Ah, it's the Oklahoma um, State homers. Yeah. I should have retweeted every single one of these. Got us some votes out here. <laughs> <laughs> we should, we would keep you posted, dude. All right, let's move on to one seventy-four and uh, and kick it to Sam. Tell us about Ryan Christensen, please. So awesome. Ryan Christensen, he's one of the more recent guys. Um, do you know do you know him pretty well, Seth? Yeah, yeah. So I was gonna yeah, yeah. That's Seth, tell the story. You do it, man. Yeah, yeah. I thought he, he's still around here. He's still helping out with RTC right now. And um yeah, he he had, he did all right. He had a pretty solid career and I don't know all the stats like Sam could probably fill in after, but uh yeah, he had solid senior season. He did really well. He actually got banged up uh around Midlands time and was kinda kinda beat up the rest of the year, but ended up making it big tens, ended up wrestling, wrestling through injury a little bit and uh yeah, made it to nationals and stuff. I don't, I think he was one and two. I won a match or something there. But uh, yeah, great guy. He's still helping out with the RTC. Does a lot of the website stuff, and uh, he's still dealing with some injuries and stuff. But great guy. So he that's cool. A couple time uh, Big Ten All American, four time NCAA qualifier. Some stats on him. Had um very solid high school career. Won Fargo in 2013, I believe. And uh, yeah, solid solid wrestler. Yeah, so you said he's still hanging around doing some of the, like, RTC, like, emails and, like, kind of computer work stuff, I guess? Yeah, so he was actually planning on, like, helping out, training with RTC and, uh, you know, training with our our UW guys, but then he actually got – he re-injured himself, and, uh, yeah, he just couldn't get on the mat too much, so he tried to do what he could, kind of behind-the-scenes type stuff for us, and he's still been, yeah, helping out. Cool, cool. But he's still the tech guy that's beating up on people every once in a while. Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. Um, but, yeah, on the other side, we got Chris Perry. Uh, Chris Perry is two-time national champ, um, I believe four-time All-American. Um, I don't have it in front of me. But in the finals, he did beat uh, Matt Brown one year, and he beat Andrew Howe the other year. Um, so beat two national champs in the finals. Um, was a lot of fun to watch. He was definitely a crowd pleaser with the, the pistols after he won in the finals. Uh I think that was Oklahoma City, like 2013. I can't remember what year, but I was there when he beat Howe in the finals, and that was a really, really cool match. And everybody kind of thought it was going to go the other way. Um, people just didn't really believe that he was going to beat Howe, and, and he did. But, uh, yeah, so that's Chris Perry. Um, Sam, what are you thinking? Which way are you leaning? This one's, this one's not, uh, not good for the Badgers. Um, Chris Perry is one of, the, one of the greatest Oklahoma State guys um, there is obviously the nephew of John Smith. Um, great wrestling family dynasty there um, with an incredible story. But um, 
it's pretty easy going Perry's way. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take my vote for Perry. I'm, I'm going to follow your lead, Sam. Uh, Chris Perry, please. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I got, I got to go with Chris Perry, too. I mean, I love my boy RC, and uh, he had a good career, too. But Chris Perry was at, at, at the top of his game and, you know, was, was one of the best. So, Very cool. Oh. It is – it's cool that – you're actually making the picks that you think <laughs> we had uh, we had Bader on. I don't know if you heard that, but Bader, before, he had to go early and before he left, he was just like, yeah, every single tiger is going to win. Just mark me down for all of Missouri. <laughs> yeah. Funny. I like to keep it real. You know, if there's some guys, uh, yeah, that one's a hard, hard to, hard to, hard to bet against Chris Perry in that one. Yeah. Had just before we go on random question, I was just thinking, have you wrestled any of the dudes in this duel? I've wrestled, Dean Heil, I think that's it. Um, I've wrestled around with some of the other guys. I'm yeah. sure you wrestled with Tristan Moran. Yeah, like oh, in yeah, the room yeah. and stuff. Bit, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, probably just – I think the only one in a match is Dean Heil. I've rolled around with some of the other guys, though. Was Heil in folk style or freestyle? Folk style. So I wrestled him my fresh my – red, er, my red shirt year, and he beat me, like, pretty bad, like 8-2. to two. And then I wrestled him in the big 12 finals my red shirt freshman year, and – it was one. Of, it was a typical Dean Heil win there, where he almost scored right at the end, but he hung on and won like three to two or something. I was gonna say, like, what is it? What was it like? Because when you wrestled him, was that when he was was winning his titles? Yeah, a couple that of years. Year he wrestled Bryce Meredith in the finals. So actually, I beat Bryce Meredith in the semifinals at Big Twelves, and then I wrestled Dean in the finals, ended up losing, and then I lost in the round of twelve at nationals. But Bryce made it all the way to the finals and uh, wrestled him there and. Ooh. Yeah, so what an interesting learn. dynamic. Yeah, yeah, and I mean we're we're not even there yet, so I, I probably should wait. But like, what was it like to wrestle him then? Because like you're saying, when you said like the typical Dean Heil match, like that's yeah. every time I watched, it was just like he would get up and just kind of like hang on, and yeah, like he, I swear that danger rule was was his rule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he just he just knew how to he he knew how to win a wrestling match, and he didn't care, you know, if he was putting up. 10 points or three points he was going to make sure to have one more point than the other guy so it was he he was really good elbow control guy just solid in all positions and uh yeah yeah he was a, he was a tough matchup for me I was that was probably that was when I was still up at 141 so probably a little more chubby than I should have been but uh it was it was fun and he, he was a good 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 competitor cool well we'll talk about him a little bit more in a little bit because I'm, get, I'm getting off track. I'm supposed to be the one actually keeping us on track. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 184, uh, we got Nolan Boyd, and then Sam couldn't make up his mind. So, Sam Wise, what are we doing at 184? I'm sending out uh, Travis Rutt, and, yeah. uh, and I'll let you know in a little bit why. All right. Um, cool. You go well, ahead and tell me about, uh, about your guy, Boyd. Well, Boyd, no Boyd. What's All up? Right. Never mind, dude. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Nolan Boyd was actually a two-time All-American. Um, he did not qualify as a freshman or sophomore. Uh, he never took a red shirt. Didn't qualify as a freshman or sophomore, and then he got fourth and sixth. Um, so that's that's a pretty significant jump from sophomore to, to junior year going from – or actually was a national qualifier. For some reason, I'm reading NQ is not qualifier. I don't know. I've had a long day. What weight did you those years? So it looks like he was at 84 his whole career. Was he? I thought he, I thought he wrestled up one year. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Yeah, no, but, I yeah, I mean, just 
national qualifier all four years, fourth and sixth as a junior and senior, respectively. Um, had some some close matches with some guys. Um, you know, looking down through here, he actually beat Drew Foster eleven to seven. Um, he got pinned by Bo Nickel, but everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's up? He beat Gabe Dean one year. Maybe I think I think you're right. I think that's where he kind of burst on the scene out of nowhere. Yeah, I think you're right. Here, you, uh, Sam, tell me about Travis Rudd. I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure, but I'm pretty sure you're right. So Travis Rudd, um, I don't know what's with the Wisconsin relationship with OU, but he um, finished his career um, at OU, uh, but started at Wisconsin. Um, he was a he was a really really solid wrestler, four time NCAA qualifier, if I believe, twenty eleven All American at at one eighty four, three time three time NCAA qualifier. Um, but of note, in twenty fourteen at the Bedlam duel between. Um, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. He was ranked number four and beat Nolan Boyd, who was unranked, nine to four. Um, so that one would be hard to argue against for you guys. Uh, okay, p- please. I don't know if you just said it or not, but uh, Travis Wright, can you tell me like his accolades? What what yeah. was he accomplished again? Yeah, he was uh, 2011 All American at 184 while at Wisconsin, and he's a three time NCAA qualifier, 85 and 39 in his entire career. Mm. Okay, Seth, yeah. uh, let's kick it to you, man. What do you think? Uh, oh, and real quick, real- one big reason why I put on Ricky Robertson was because of his name that is really, really fun to say and sounds like it should be in the, uh, what is that, Talladega Nights movie? That should so be a name. <laughs> Ricky, Bo- Ricky Bobby and Ricky <laughs> Robertson. Okay. <laughs> All right, R- real quick before you go, uh, you're right. He beat Gabe Dean 14-9 to nine his junior year. Oh. That was where you know, he kind of came on the scene right there. Yeah. And then, you know, that's when Dean looked unstoppable, and then he lost there. But then Gabe Dean beat him, beat him the next match they wrestled. Mm. Yeah, well, he has some really good wins. I mean, he beat – Yeah, he was, uh, he was weird, man. He'd lose to some not-so-good wrestlers and beat some of the really good ones. And it was, it was, he had an interesting career. Mm. He beat – oh, man. Like, Willie Miklas, Hayden Zilmer, Matt McCutcheon. Uh, Nathaniel Brown, like it, Drew Foster. I mean, the list goes on and on. He has he has a hit list, man. Yeah, dude. All right. Well, I know who I'm taking. I'm taking Nolan Boyd, uh, even though he had lost to Travis Red. I mean, you have a win over Gabe Dean. Like, holy smokes, man! Dean who beat Ed Ruth through the transitive property. Nolan Boyd is better than Ed Ruth. Transitive. All right. Rudd Rudd already beat him, so transitive property. He beats Ruth too. All right. Maybe. Um, You can't get fancy with that. Yeah. After you've already said, I know he lost to him, but transitive property. Like, <laughs> I, I well, got it. What I'm I saying can... is, I'm saying best version of Nolan Boyd is beating Gabe Dean. I'm taking Nolan Boyd in this match. Best but version of uh, Travis Rutt is beating Travis Nolan Boyd, Rutt was so probably at his. Travis Rutt. I'm gonna Rutt. go Rutt. Yeah, I'm gonna go Rutt too. And I'm, I mean, Rutt's actually my boy. I know Rutt really, really well. So we've co- he coached me growing <laughs> up. Uh, he's my boy. He's a stud. I think at his best, he's taking out Nolan Boyd. Uh, I think Nolan Boyd was just too inconsistent, and Travis Rowe, he, he had his best. He was really – the year he did really well, he was super consistent. So I'm All right, going. So, so now we got a tiebreaker. Jacob. Oh, don't, don't do this to me. Jacob, listen, man. The man beat Gabe Dean. He Bro, beat Gabe Dean. Off. And yet look at The, the no. most direct thing here is head-to-head matchup. Come on now. Come on. How can you argue I know. That? No, it's not. No, you, it was 9-4. to four. The dude was unranked, and Travis was ranked I would give you the argument if it was like a 7-6 match or a one-point match. 9-4 is pretty demanding there. Exactly. 
Oh, man. I'm not okay. I know you're well, my, not. <laughs> oh, my thing is, so, man, I can't, I don't know. I mean, look at Boyd's hit list. It's incredible. I'm sure Rutt does, too. Rutt has the win head-to-head. But also, we're talking about, like, basically the peak of each guy, which one would win. I, oh. <laughs> I got to uh, Travis now. Look at the peak. <laughs> look at the peak, man. Yeah, Give Travis a call. What year? What year did they wrestle? Twenty fourteen. Yeah, I'm giving it rut all day. Boyd was like a freshman. <laughs> he was. It, what, uh, it wasn't a, that wasn't his freshman. I think that was a second year. Sophomore. Uh, oh. oh man. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't be swayed, Seth. It's got to be Nolan Boyd. Hey! Oh my god. Dude, he's got to win over multiple national champions. I shouldn't have brought up the Gabe Dean thing. Come on, you shouldn't have. Look, if we're talking about peak, what Gabe Dean beat him the next time? Seriously, crushed him. Okay, how bad did he beat him the second time? Multiple national champions. Up on him the next time. Gabe Dean just had an off match, man. It happens. How do you know? Were you Gabe Dean? Yeah. (laughs) Well, you're claiming he had an off match against uh, against Travis Rutt. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, on. No, I'm not claiming that. All I'm claiming is that peak Nolan Boyd would beat peak Travis Rutt, as evidenced by common opponents. What, what, what was Nolan Boyd's best season? What was his record, best season? Well, he got fourth in his best season. His record overall was 112 and 37. But what about what was his record the year he got fourth? He got that up? He got 33 and 8. And eight. 33 and 8. Travis Rutt was 34 and 4 his best season. That's freaking way more consistent. Come on now. You, you can't it. compare the records. Come on. Like, that takes. No. Can. Big 10 versus Big 12. Come on. Big 10 versus Big 12. Big 10 versus Big 12. Tougher schedule. Yeah, you got you to look at the facts. I'm one, looking this one, at figure this out here. Because oh, man. I'm looking at the facts, and I'm not going to be. Seth, Seth, which one is tougher? Big Ten or Big Twelve? I, I've experienced both. both, man. I've been a yeah. part of both, and like, which one's tougher? The Big Tens, thousand <laughs> times, like, oh man, week in, week out, just ridiculous. It is. It is. Uh, what, t- tell me what Rutz, uh, what Rutz, uh, what you call it, his record, what it was, his, his, his career record, or no, just that his best season, thirty-four and four. All right, the numbers are on his side. He has an 89% win uh, record. Oh, good math. Thank you, sir. And uh, he didn't do any math. Had he looked at wrestling No, I, I did it on my phone. Look, look at my calculator. <laughs> uh, he and Boyd has an 80% win. Uh, I'm telling you, Boyd, Boyd had some good wins, but he was inconsistent. And if you look at the guys. Seth, the, 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 it's not a consistency thing. It's a, yeah. It is a peak. Even if he yeah, peaks for one match. He was even, still inconsistent, though. But the inconsistency doesn't matter. It's it a, does. That a no. 50-50 guy that's knocked off some national champs and lost a bunch of guys is – I don't know, man. It's like Tar- it's like Tariq Wilson, right? He had one excellent tournament where he went on a huge run. Or Kyle Cannell knocking off Colin Moore. Exactly. That's so you, their peak, dude. You, you count their very best match. Like, they're going to put together their best match that day. Yeah, I'm, I think so. I think that's the rules of the, the, the game. I think oh. that's how we're doing it. Travis Rutt takes him out. <laughs> Come on. Come sorry. On. It happened. He lost. He's got to lose. I'm sorry. Hey, Seth, Are you, you flipping have, you have a landmine. No, 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 no. It's Nolan Boyd, dude. Yeah, it's like, Nolan Boyd. Okay. Got but, my use ready. I know when I'm using it. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, he's got – oh, my. He's got, like, 
he's got 20, 30 wins more. And the only thing that is that is swaying me is – I think – did Travis Rutt only wrestle three seasons, though? He did have a medical season that he had to take Yeah, off. he only wrestled three years, so that ain't – he would have been a four-time qualifier, fire, two-time NCAA, possibly All-American, too. You don't know. Possibly. But possibly. guess who is a two-time All-American? No, Bro, that's the man who had four years. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Well, he had, he had three years, didn't he? He wrestled three years. Why are we fighting over Nolan Boyd versus Travis Wright? <laughs> We're fighting because y'all put me in a crappy situation. Right, I'm so never going last again. <laughs> Especially okay, when the, I... No. And seriously, the people went 78% Nolan Boyd. That's annoying. That, well, see, that, that's definitely one of the ones that was swayed by recency bias. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Because some of these are and some of these aren't, but like that. We need to get the OSU fans off these Twitter polls. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Whatever. It happened. It's over. Um, stop crying, Seth. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, the, it's the ref's fault. It's the ref's fault. The ref <laughs> did night. not. I thought it was a good call, dude. Yeah. Got that takedown right, right. on the edge. That's all. I, I'm going to blame that I don't know if you guys know Travis, bro, but he's freaking jacked and freaking monster was going through him on those double legs. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's let's keep this sucker moving. All right. It's 197 pounds. It's Preston Weigel and Trevor Branvold. Um, let me kick it to you, Sam Herring, or Seth Gross, if you know more about Trevor than Sam does. Uh, Sam, you got this one. <laughs> All right. Take All right, it from so here, Sam. Trevor Branvold is actually coaching at uh, Minnesota right now, I believe. And uh, he coached both places. He coached at Minnesota, but started at Wisconsin. Um, he was an All-American in 2011, fourth place. All-American in 2010, sixth place. And he won Big Tens in 2010 and 2011. Really, really solid wrestler. Ranked um, number two in the 2011 season, the, uh, the entire season except one week. And, uh, man, he was solid. He took fourth at the NCAAs, like I said. Um, just really solid wrestler, and like I said, he's been he's been coaching for a while. He's one of the older guys, and so I think the uh, recency bias swayed the Twitter poll, which had Weigel ninety percent yeah. compared to his nine point eight. So, um, yeah, that's that's Trevor Branvold. Okay, uh, so for Preston Weigel, um, he actually. So he redshirted as a freshman. He was around a twelve as a redshirt freshman. Then got sixth. And then was a qualifier that did not place, and then got third as a senior. Um, he he was definitely a guy killer that battled a lot. Yeah, killer on top. He he battled a lot of injuries throughout his career. Um, that probably had something to do with him not placing as a junior. Um, but even I mean, his senior year, they I remember Flo and everybody was talking about how he was he he kind of sat out most of the year and how he wasn't. They thought he wasn't going to come back. He'd probably in a red shirt, medical red shirt, and come back the next year when he was healthy. Um, but he ended up just, I guess, not wanting to come back for another year. So he just came out of um, – he wasn't redshirting, but he j he came back to the team um, still not fully healthy and ends up taking third place at NCAAs, um, was definitely in the running to make a final. Uh, I think he hit uh, – did he hit Colin Moore in the semifinals, I believe? Yes, mm. yes, I think so. And he I, had somebody I, in I the semis that, that was really tough. I think it was Colin Moore because I'm pretty sure that uh, – 2019? Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, Bo had uh, Princeton. Um, Brucky. Brucky, 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 yes, yeah, Bo had Brucky in the other semi. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think 
you know, in his career, he was 71 and 27 through the four years. That's again, that's low because each of these years, I mean, he didn't wrestle a whole lot of matches just because he seemed, he was a guy that was just hurt throughout his entire time there. But um, even with that, you know, around a 12, a sixth and a third is, is pretty, pretty good. Um, but what was, was Brandvold's record, Sam? Um, I'll have to look that up again. Trevor Brandvold. Mm. Um, what were, what were his All Americans Weigels? Um, uh, third, sixth, third. sixth, and third. Sixth yep. and third. All right. No, not Tyler. Trevor. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> Looking back through, he beat Willie Miklas. He beat Pat Brucky. Um, he actually got Willie majored. Beat by everybody. He got majored by Colin Moore in that semifinal match. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he pinned uh, Christian Bruner, beat Schultz, uh, beat Woodley, Willie Nicholas again, Jacob Warner. Uh, I mean, he has a bunch of really solid guys on his resume that he beat um, throughout his – Yeah, this one's a little more tricky because there isn't much overlap between the two. Yeah, not yeah. at all. I don't think that they'd have any really common opponents to look at. That Wisconsin, Brandvold uh... – doesn't show his overall record, or at least I can't find his. He took fourth and sixth, though, ranked number two that whole season. Um, peak, peak. He didn't really finish it well um, both years. He was ranked higher than he was uh, that he finished at the NCAA's. Um, mm. He ranked. He was ranked fifth in 2011 or 10 when he got uh, sixth, and then he was ranked second when he got fourth. So peak. Peak Brandvold was probably midseason, um, and this one's this one's tough. I think because they didn't overlap and you don't have much comparison, it's really going to be based off of um, whatever bias you have, or if you lean to to Weigel's so top wrestling um, so he would, that he, he would has. Lean into his last year. Yeah. And, you know, and those going, those two losses came in NCAs. I'm pretty sure he was undefeated until NCAAs. I'm going Brandvold. Seth, I'll go with you. I'm going Trevor Brandvold. You gotta I'm not going last again, Sam. Hold off. All right, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I remember watching Brandvold wrestle, um, and, and he was good. I don't. I, it's like nice. five. <laughs> I, from, again, it might be a little bit of recency bias, but I'm going to have to go Weigel here. He just was oh, so good on top, and no. he was – well, you are an Oklahoma State home. I am not, dude. I I am not at all. Not hey, at dude, all. The South's got to stick together, right? I pick them yeah. how I see them. The, the South, really? Come on. We're we really gonna get into like civil war conversations. First, right. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm from the South, and Oklahoma and the Southeast are not very connected at all. Well, okay. When I, when I when you live in Pennsylvania, everything below like New Jersey is the South. Okay. New Jersey's <laughs> more north than. I know, but everything below it. <laughs> um, so that's how I see the world. All right, cool. All right, so you got Weigel. You think he turns him? Why do you, why do you have Weigel? Just stats? Bias? <sighs> Just I like Brandon was really good on bottom. I, re- I remember watching a couple he, of his matches. He's, he's reversed a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just remember back the the matches that I saw him wrestle and Weigel wrestle. I think it's super close, and I could go either way with it. I just oh. think. But why? But why? Is it bias? So Weigel wrestled Nate Roder a lot, actually, and they would go back and forth. He was my South Dakota State teammate. They would go back and forth. And if Weigel does not get a takedown in the first period, he loses the match. And he's not taking Bramble down in the first period. No. Nice. 
There we that's go. My, that's but, my thing. But Jacob. Nate Roder, Nate Roder beat him sometimes, and uh, Weigel beat him sometimes. The matches he won, he got an early takedown and rode him the whole first. And if he doesn't do that, there's no chance against Brandhold. Jacob, why are you taking Weigel then? Dude, Weigel got third place in NCAAs as a senior while he was hurt. Okay. Um, so it's based off of stats. You don't have any. Are you talking about no? It's not based, stats, based, based off of hypothetically, stats. if he wasn't hurt, you think he would have. Hypothetically, if he wasn't hurt, I think he could. I mean, he's not going to hang with Bo Nickel, but I think he definitely could have hung with with Colin Moore. Mm. Um, he didn't show that when he wasn't hurt the year before. Yeah, he no. Colin Moore's on another level. That's a no-brainer there. I don't think he would have hung with Colin. I think y'all uh, know who I'm going with, Trevor Brandfold. Yeah, let's go. My you. lord. Okay, so finally took out the Oklahoma State homer there. Sam just calls me out for just talking about stats. When I've actually watched Brandvold wrestle, you haven't. I've watched his wrestle. I just don't remember him wrestling. You're picking. <laughs> I've watched picking it. from him. They're video that's good, in that's 2011. Good of not, that's good, as good as not watching him. Sam, have, have you picked a match differently from Seth this whole time? No, I have not. <gasps> okay, thank you. That's all I want to point out. All right, okay. all right. Okay. Okay. Be, be <laughs> if that's what you're going with, I'm oh, with that. Okay. I don't care, man. <laughs> oh, man. That's silly, silly logic. All right. Lines think alike out here. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe. We'll keep going, and, and maybe don't think I'll. That's true, but. Look, here's the deal. I'm sorry. Even if Seth's on here, I'm gonna pick who I think. It's not. Hey. I'm not gonna be swayed. Hey, so, be swayed eventually, dude. This is my opinion. <laughs> oh boy! And go. dude, I got an Iowa it. shirt hanging behind me. I am not an Oklahoma State fan, <laughs> so just just so you know. All right, uh, but all right, we're hanging in there. Twelve six. I'm feeling comeback. Oh, uh, I think I actually feel like I know where you're going to use your. Uh, there's a pretty good case for it, actually. It's oh, this is a decent match right here. Who are we yeah. putting in? We're putting in Medbury. Trent Hilger had a tough week of wrestling. You, you want you want Hilger? Hilger's my boy. Medbury Medbury did a lot better in his college career. How did, how did quite finish. Do? I don't remember. I mean, I remember him, but what did he? How did he end up? So he a f- he's a he's a multiple time um, All American. Obviously, a finalist against Kyle Snyder, yeah. and uh, and really pushed a bunch of guys. Thirteen and two. Let's see if his, I can find his overall record. Um, senior, he was ranked number two all year, obviously behind Snyder. Yeah. Um, a, a greatest of all time kind of guy. Um, let's see. I kind of want it. Twenty two and zero until postseason. Let's see. Yeah, he was super solid. Yeah, so his only two losses his senior year was Kyle Snyder, and one of the best heavyweights to do it. Right. He took he took seventh, fourth, second, I believe. Yeah, pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah, Hilger, Hilger getting a national title in the next two years, but he he hasn't shown it yet, so we'll go with Medbury. Yeah, and I think I think Hilger could, but since he he hasn't finished his college career yet, that's why that Jacob went with uh, Tony Nelson over Gable Stevenson a while back to for the team. Okay, look because of and no, we're not. No, we are we're not. We're not getting in that fight to make again. Me look bad, okay? Jacob. you're trying to make me look bad again. Jacob, I said I Jacob, stop. Look, <laughs> oh, over the last decade, I put the guys that were put on my teams were the guys that statistically had the best yes. results, right? yes. had the best careers. That's what I Gable, talk about it two years down the road, it'll be different. That's okay? what I just but, said about Hilger. But Nelson and made three I... finals, won two of them, and Gable hasn't made a final yet in this decade. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how it's making you look bad. I, I don't get it. Jacob, because you bring it up every chance you get and think that it's a bad thing. 
Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's, uh, Jacob, please tell us about our man, Jared Rochalt, please. Yeah. So Jared was a three-time All-American. Um, he was an NCAA runner-up in 2010. Um, I, I can't find who that was against, but I want to say it was uh, was it Zach Ray, or it might have been. I want to say either Zach Ray or McMullen, but I can't remember. I can't find it. Could have um, been Rollins. Could be, um, but he got so he got third, he got second, and he got fourth. Um, so a two, three, and a four um, on good. the website. It, he wrestled uh, from. 2005 actually to 2010 so he just barely made it into the decade um but on this it says oh, he was wow. heavyweight in oklahoma state history that's um, crazy the winning including is- mako apparently holy so, smokes um he's a mean looking dude i wonder if they counted mako's years at iowa for that because i would not. i'd it'd be hard to see someone out win mako yeah but, but he did he have five years Five years of wrestling, which I don't know if Mako had. Um, yeah, well, so, so I'm going to make my pick first so that everybody can stop getting pissed off at me. Um, but I'm actually I'm going to take Connor Medbury in this one. Um, I'm going to take Connor Medbury. And Come on, Jake, I, I think, Wisconsin homer, dude. What are you talking about? Oh, my gosh. I swear to off, God. Man. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, I, I think that statistically Jared might have a little bit of an advantage here. Um, but I remember Medbury wrestling, and first of all, the dude was giant. Um, he was huge. Could move. He, he still he, is. I mean, the guy that's standing, <laughs> yeah, was giant. Okay, whatever. Um, you don't know. You don't know. You, you don't Joe know. Thomas, <laughs> Joe Thomas was a tackle for the Cleveland Browns, and now he's like 170 pounds and jacked. Who knows? Um, but Medbury was so good, and the only guy standing in his way of being a national champ was Kyle Snyder. Um yeah, yeah I, I mean, I remember him, and he was really good. I don't really remember Jared. All I can do is look at stats, but I, I'm definitely going with Medbury here. All right, I'll go second, and uh, I'm with you. I, I Probably a little bit of recency bias for Medbury. Uh, i got to be honest, I've never watched a single match from Rochelle. Never heard of him before this. So it's hard for me to, to pick against somebody who um, I know and the other person I do not. Uh, especially, like, Connor Medbury lost to Kyle Snyder. Those were his only losses in his senior year. Pete Connor Medbury is is incredible. Um, so I'm going to go with him. I'm Give me Med- Jared Rochalt, dude. Give me Rochalt. Give, Give me Medbury for the, for the dub. <sighs> All right. Dude, no matter why, what why I say. You, why did you say that? Dude, three-time three time All-American. That's that's tough. He did the dang thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah. I was just wondering if there was He's like the winningest a- heavyweight at Oklahoma State. The winning. Wow. So <laughs> a, a paragraph on the Oklahoma State website swayed you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't know who wrote it? It could be, it could be Rochelle himself. That's yeah. actually what I yeah. thought about when I saw it. I was like, I bet he wrote this. Yeah. 12 to 9. <laughs> oh, 12 man. to 9, guys. 12 All to right. 9. Wisconsin. Wisconsin with the comeback. Hey, pretty big, bro. All <laughs> okay. right. 125 kilowatts, pounds, not kilowatts. <laughs> um, Nick Piccinini and Ryan Taylor. Let's kick it to Sam Herring. Who do you have? Well, let's first talk about Ryan Taylor. Um, so senior year, he, uh, he got hurt and was not granted a medical red shirt. Didn't really wrestle. I don't know why he didn't get that. But he was a 2015 uh, All-American, three-time NCAA qualifier. Um, and, you know, I think it's – wise to mention he got the 2016 team courage award so uh so that's pretty cool um 
he wrestled only three years, qualified all three years. Um, he was an All-American 2015, like I said, and then at NCAAs his, um, his final year, junior year, but his final year, um, he went three and two. Um, so, I mean, I think that was a much tougher bracket in 2016 than, than 2015 um, when he got seventh. Um, I mean, it's hard it's hard to say that, that Nick Piccinini is not the better wrestler here, but I'll give that to Jacob. Uh, yeah, and, and a little little feeling on – I know Ryan a little bit, and uh, he's still around the area a little bit. But, yeah, he dealt with a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of injuries. Like, I talked to this dude, and it sounds like he's had, like, seven, eight, nine, like, surgeries, like, on his back, That's on his great. hip, on everything. That was kind of – you know, I think he had, he had a ton of potential. He was unstoppable in high school and uh, coming in. in high and school, he was yeah. just unreal and kind of plagued by injuries in college and uh, still did really well on top of that. Yeah, but, he had wins on over like Jordan Conaway and, you know, yeah. real, real tough kid. He was at um, St. Paris Graham, right? In high school? Yep. Yep. Did he yeah, hook he you did. up with a good chiropractor? In, What's that? In, did he hook you up with a good chiropractor in Madison? Good. I should talk to him about that. But yeah, he actually had the same surgery. So the same surgery I had last year, he had he had what, like three, four years ago. So mm-hmm. I chatted with him a bit about that. But yeah, he, yeah. he's been dealing with a lot of injuries. Yeah. So on the other side, we got Nick Piccinini, uh, the man that told Thomas Gilman, see you at the Nationals. Um, I, I don't know if he really meant that. But uh, we Nick was a <laughs> – uh, three-time All-American, um, a round of 12 as a sophomore. Um, yeah, I mean, he had a great career. We've all watched him over the last couple of years. He was 129 and 21 in his career. Um, and I think, you know, his two All-Americans, I said he plays fourth and fifth. Um, so I think he kind of underperformed at the NCAA tournaments. Um, but, you know, agree, part, yeah. of, part of that was definitely you can contribute to, like, the guys that were in those weight classes, right? Um, but you know, the one thing that stands out about Piccinini, um, when you think about him is, is the pen over Spencer Lee. So, um, take that however you want to take it. But and one thing I think to put at least into consideration here is I think that in the past four or five years, 125 has really been, you know, there's a really top tier. And then after yes. that, it dropped off. Whereas you look back six seven eight years ago it was the depth was unreal you had megalutis gilman you had from top to bottom freaking just studs like the top eight you know now, i would ar- i would argue that the top of um 25 with spencer lee i think yeah. he would beat the top guys from from that time but then mm-hmm. fifth place the, yeah. the time before would absolutely destroy the fifth place who was i think like pat Pat Glory, Vito Rugel, that kind of. Yep. So this 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 one's honestly really up in the air to me right now. I gotta think on this. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna That's go ahead and jump out and say Nick Piccinini. Um, his top wrestling is incredible. Um, I mean, he's so slick. His elbow control, like most Oklahoma State guys, uh, I think he's a perfect like Oklahoma State guy. Like exactly John Smith built. Grew up in Oklahoma, or I guess he went to New he went to Blair, so he was a New Jersey guy. Um, yeah came down to uh, to Oklahoma State. I'm going to go with him for this match, and uh, and I'll wait for you guys to fix. Something else to throw on there about him. He was a uh, four-time Big 12 champion. I know Seth yes. doesn't care about that. He, he doesn't think it's very hard. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he was a four-time Big 12 champ, and there's something to say about 
being a four time anything. Yeah. Um, so I, this one, I, I remember. Yeah. What's up? I'd say yeah. I think I think I think I'm gonna go pitch an any. It's high. It's. I think it's hard because the weight classes were so much different. But he was mm-hmm. he was solid and he he was always beating you know who he should beat and probably losing to the guys you'd think he'd lose to. So he was just solid. I think so. I'm gonna go pitch an any. I don't know. Peak pitch. He pinned Spencer Lee, dude. I. That's that's just really hard for me to get out of my mind. You do it, love your big big wins, don't you? Well, that's kind of yeah. like the peak thing, dude. That's it's true. Um, yeah. So, I, as good as Ryan Taylor is, I, I would argue that that was matches. very, very far from peak Spencer Lee, too. And to be it's, fair, to be fair, Spencer always got in that position. Like he always gets in that position yes. where they get in on that yes. single leg, and he puts his head down. He's right there. I think get, Pitch was just the first. Comfortable there. Pitch was just the only dude that had the stones to go for it. <laughs> it paid off, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, it was exciting. But, the tool meet was uh, so good. Yeah, that oh, was, was awesome. I mean, yeah, hey, uh, I don't want to go on a too much of a tangent, but Jacob I was at like a Penn State dual meet at the time. I was in Rec Hall, and the people in front of me had the Oklahoma-Iowa match pulled up on their phone while they're at the Penn State match. It was pretty funny to see, actually. Did you not? Uh, no, I didn't because I was watching the Penn State wrestling. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, for me, it's pitch here too. Um, I remember Ryan Taylor wrestling, and and he was definitely one of the one of the better guys. Um, but I think they line up. You know, the best version of each guy lines up, and I think pitch wins. Yeah, I think the top game's big factor. Yeah. Guys, listen to the uh, the Twitter poll for this. We're we're all talking about how close this match would be. Ninety four point nine percent Nick Pitchinini. Five point one percent Ryan Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what? What's the Twitter poll say for one thirty three, Sam? It's not good. That, that one crushed too. Seventy four percent Dayton fix. That's so. Okay. That's ridiculous. I got at least a little bit more fans than you some of the get, others. You got more. Wow. Than, you got well. Other than Andrew Howe, you got the most. <laughs> How crazy! Andrew Howe got thirty four percent, and he got the most out of all the Wisconsin guys. <laughs> any love right now but that's all right yeah okay so how do we want to approach this do we want seth to talk about himself or do we want to talk about seth or uh so whatever's comfortable for you man i think i think obviously seth can make his pick if he wants or if he doesn't want that's up to him uh but i would i think the coolest thing the coolest way to start it off is how seth how do you see the match going here like how would you what do you think about yeah so obviously it's supposed to happen let, let's run down. Happen. Let's run down the stats a little bit because, and then then I'll kind of tell you how I think it'll play out. But. All right, all right. So, all right. One I thing can... is though, Dayton Fix has only had one year of college. Mm-hmm. You've had six or seven. I don't know, eight. Getting an AARP <laughs> card in college. Um, but let's see. For you, just run through some stats. You got um, first team All American this year. Um, Big Ten third place. Uh, and then Big Ten Wrestler of the Week this year. You won Midlands, NCAA champ in 2018, NCAA runner-up in 2017, uh, Big 12 champ in two years, other than that one you lost to Dean Heil. Um, so, yeah, that's some quick stats for, for Seth Gross. <sighs> yeah. Favorite place to eat on campus is Chipotle or the Bistro? <laughs> <laughs> 
Cool. Uh, so Dayton Fix, um, you know, we've only got to see him in one college season. Um, and in that season, he made it to the finals and, uh, and lost on a controversial headgear pull, not headgear pull, whatever you think. It was um, a headgear pull. <laughs> That's not the controversy. So I, I definitely am a big Soriano fan. I was pulling for him, but that was a headgear pull, like, all day. <laughs> uh, but either way, uh, Fix made the final in his only year that he has wrestled in college. Um, he only has two collegiate losses. One of them is via that headgear pull, and the other one is to Mickey, Mickey Phillippe. Phillippe. Um, but he – I mean – He's been solid throughout his one year we've seen him. I think it's kind of crazy if you ask me, especially if – I don't know, Seth, have you heard, like, the guys that took Olympic red shirts this year, do they have the option of taking it again? That's exactly what I've been, like, wondering. I, they haven't announced anything yet, but I don't know how – I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I don't know what they're going to do. Because well, what I'm thinking about is, is I don't – you know, who knows who would take it, who wouldn't for a second year. But let's say they gave him – if they could take it again. If Dayton Fix took it again, I want you guys to realize that in his second season in college that we actually watched him wrestle for the Cowboys, he will have already graduated from Oklahoma State. <laughs> so, uh, <sighs> like, dude took a red shirt, Watch wrestled a year, Olympic red shirt. Yeah, so, I mean, either way, what if he like, comes back – What if he took three Olympic red shirts? Because he could I mean, in Mitch, 2024. Mitch took two, Mitchick already took two Olympic red shirts. Yeah. Well, I mean, so either way, even if, if he doesn't, if he comes back next year, he'll be a senior wrestling his sophomore season, which is wild. Wild to think. Ugh, yeah. That's wild. But there it is. He doesn't have a whole lot of stats. He's only wrestled one year. Seth, no. so you've obviously, I mean, you've, you've had to have thought about this matchup, right? Dayton's, at least in freestyle. So, you know, walk us through this, dude. Tell, tell yeah, us what man, you think I about mean, it. I mean, obviously he's had a limited – folk style career but you know freestyle is a different game and stuff but uh yeah i'd say his strength is obviously on his feet you know you don't see he, he can ride some guys if he gets that leg in but you know i obviously know that's coming i know you know i just ain't gonna let him throw that leg in or whatever but uh so i think that you know it's gonna come down to you know he's gonna have to get multiple takedowns if he wants to beat me like, he's gonna have to score a lot of points there because i'm gonna you know i'm gonna ride him i'm gonna freaking get away so i'm gonna i'm gonna do something on top or something but i don't know i, I think that it's gonna come down to he's gonna have to take me down two three four times if he wants to win the match because uh and and i've wrestled we've wrestled out at the otc we've rolled around and stuff and we're pretty even on our feet i'd say pretty close to 50 50 he got a takedown i got a takedown kind of went back and forth granted that's freestyle right different different scenario there but uh i don't know and then then the thing that I think, you know, looking at, you know, a guy that he's faced somewhat similar is, you know, Mickey Phillippe, right? He, me and him are pretty lengthy guys. Me and him mm -hmm. roll around a little bit. And, and Mickey, Mickey Phillippe, wrote him. Mickey Phillippe wrote him out to win the match. Yeah. And, I mean, I think Phillippe's, Phillippe's a really good wrestler, but I think I do some of the things he does just a little bit better than that. And that's one match that I think I can directly look at and say, hey, like, you know, I, I think I got this, dude. But, you know, I, I, I was looking forward to it. was actually – so, I don't know you guys remember. I was supposed to wrestle him at the South Dakota State-Oklahoma State deal, and it was blowing up like the match was going. And uh, I actually was going to go out there and wrestle. I was barely – like, I hadn't practiced. I hadn't done anything. And I was, like, trying to convince the coaches. You're like, hey, I, I need to get out there. Like, I'm fine. And even though I hadn't done much, and uh, they ended up pulling the plug on that. But I, I was ready for it. And, you know, he's one guy – 
gonna end up wrestling at 57 kilograms at some point in time but yeah i think uh i think the other thing you gotta look at is just body of work here too and uh mm-hmm. i don't know i ain't gonna try to persuade you guys too much here but i don't know i think i think it'd be a fun match and uh hopefully it happens in freestyle do you want do you want to vote for yourself is Absolutely. that something? Or do you want to go? Okay. <laughs> we got to vote for Seth Gross. <laughs> There's a duel to win here, Sam. He's got to vote for himself. All right. Well, I'll follow suit. I'm voting Seth Gross. Seth, you can close your ears. All right. Just cover him. It's because peak Seth Gross was tilting guys like crazy. He was getting tech falls, right? You know, he, he was so dominant on top. All right. I'm taking Seth Gross here in this match. Jacob. Um, man, I. It's it's honestly it's not a hard one for me. Um, it's it's definitely gonna be Seth here, um, and I'm not saying that because he's sitting here staring at me and he's kind of <laughs> scary. Um, but, <laughs> um, uh, no, it, it's Seth. Um, you know when we've seen Dayton wrestle the the big matches, you know with Soriano and with some other guys. It's kind of I mean even DeSanto, it it was kind of like feeling each other out and like there was few points scored. And that match, that like the match with Seth would not be that way. Um, I, again, not saying stuff because he's sitting here, but I love the style that that Seth wrestles, um, just because it's so much fun. I mean, he goes out there and just goes for it the whole time, and there's not like a, a waiting around and see what Maybe happens. Maybe we should ask Seriano. Who do you yeah. think, Seth? Who do you think Seriano would say if if I asked if I asked Seriano, Seth Gross or Dayton Fix? Who do you think he would say? Do you, do you have pick, an idea? I think he'd pick me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I oh, talked to, talk to him a little bit here and there. He's a good dude, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That'd be that'd be an interesting question to ask him. Yeah, I just oh. see like obviously you know both you guys are really high level and and Dayton's high level scrambler as well, but I think that the style that you wrestle kind of clashes with him and folk style, right? I, I don't know. I haven't even thought about it in freestyle, and I That's hope we get to see it. it. Yeah, freestyle, I don't know. You know, it's hard. Statistic-wise, right now, freestyle, you got to probably go fix making a world team. But folk style, I think, uh, leans in my favor for sure. Yeah, and I think the point that you brought up that I didn't even think about was Mickey Phillippe riding him out. Um, and obviously, I think we all can agree that we think that you're going to be a little bit tougher on the top. So I, I definitely i am going with mm. Seth, and it's, it's honestly not hard. Oh, man. All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to leave Seth for the last one for 141. Uh, yeah, I got to pick this one because uh, these two are teammates. Obviously, Tristan came from Oklahoma State. These two got to roll around a bunch, so I thought it would be a cool match to end on here. Mm-hmm. And I have, a feeling, I have a feeling that Dean Heil might have to watch where he steps. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, can yeah. I say, before we get into the matchup real quick, um, when we posted the polls for this, um, for this matchup here, Tristan replied to the tweet and said that Dean Heil don't want the smoke. And, um, and <laughs> so we asked him, dude, we were like, Tristan, you want to come on and, and plead your case? <laughs> and, uh, and he said he did not want to, but <laughs> so it was, it, that was pretty cool. It was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, no, because they, they're super familiar with each other. They, they know each other obviously really well and stuff. So, right. Yeah, I think this would be a really fun match to watch too, though. I mean, I, I, most people are going to rightfully so favor Heil because he was a two-time champ. Um, yeah. But I think this is another kind of – the styles 
the styles would be fun to watch. Hey, man. what rule set are we going under? Current one? Because then Dean Heil would give up so many danger points. <laughs> it would not be close. Yeah, are we doing the struggling senior year rules where he didn't didn't have his best season? Or uh, we... <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I mean, I think we're talking about right now. You know, if these guys yeah. wrestle now. So. Man. But, yeah, I mean, let's. I'll talk about Tristan a little bit since I obviously was my teammate this year. But uh, Okay, Tristan yeah. or, or Seth, on your, um, like – athlete profile on the on the wisconsin athletes website yeah they had a bunch of fun facts things like where i got your restaurant how come tristan moran doesn't have that because i would love to hear some funny I don't stuff. oh that's a tristan good moran. question i think that i'm yeah. sure he's got a bunch of stuff like that yeah, he, he, he's a fun he's a funny dude he's an interesting guy yeah you guys gotta get him on sometime i'm sure he's got he's for got sure. he's got stories for days that's one thing that guy can do is tell some stories yeah. oh Dibs. <laughs> I'll get him on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I called him. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell him you have to get on here. But, uh, yeah, so Tristan, obviously, yeah, so kind of when he was at Oklahoma State, they were kind of throwing him in as kind of utility guy, and he was wrestling all the way up at 57, and <sighs> wrestling all over the place, and that's kind of one of the reasons he ended up leaving Oklahoma State because he actually – I mean, I don't want to give too much of what, what he told me and stuff, but basically he said that, you know, it wasn't always a fair fair shot at their chance at the spot and stuff. So they were kind of moving him around and throwing him in certain spots. And uh, I guess the year he ended up wrestling 57 at uh, Big 12, they kind of just <laughs> threw him in there last minute, told me to bulk up, go 57. And uh, anyway, so then he came to Wisconsin and got down to 41, which is probably a way better weight class for him. And, um, yeah, he's just – He's a guy who could beat any, you know, he's beaten Nick Lee, he's beaten Mitch McKee, he's beaten Chad Red. I mean, he's beaten everybody. He's also, you know, probably lost to those same guys. So he's, uh, I will say he's a guy that gets, you know, he has a very unique feel, a different style where, you know, if you're not necessarily familiar with it, you got to be careful of, you know, some of the stuff he does. But, uh, Which Dean Heil is. Yeah, you know, so. Interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, so he ended up, yeah, obviously we didn't get to wrestle nationals this year. He was probably – Forget if he was an eight or nine seed, but uh, something like that. He had a pretty good season, and uh, so yeah, that's a little bit about Tristan. One thing I will definitely give Tristan in this matchup is that Tristan can wear his headgear correctly. I don't know <laughs> if you guys you guys remember, but uh, Dean Heil, man, in every match it just seemed like he was always just pushing it out of his face. Yeah, uh, Tristan always. Has, didn't Tristan have like a different kind of head? Didn't he wear tornado? Yeah, headgear. Yeah, he does. I will say that's yeah. one of my biggest pet peeves. Is like. Especially there's kids on my team who the headgear just like keeps slipping down over their eyes and they have to like pull it up while they're just wrestling. Like, dude, you re- like you wrestle in it every day in the practice room. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's one of that's one of Bono's big pet peeves. You he'll he'll tell you to leave practice until you can figure your headgear out. If you if it's... right, right. All right, so okay. let's get into it. We'll we'll leave Seth for last um, in case he does whatever he wants to do, um, but. I guess I'll just start it off 141. Um, I, I really, I would love to see this match. I think it'd be really fun to watch. And I think it's cool that it has happened in practice all the time. Or, I you know, believe several it. Times. I, I looked it up and didn't that, they wrestled uh, in like 2016, I'm pretty sure, right? Did they? Uh, let me yeah. see. Dean. Uh, Blair with me a second. Yeah. yeah. He lost to Dean Heil 5-2 at uh, the USA Oklahoma Outlaw Open in 2017. Um, he was a, I believe he was a, a redshirt freshman at the time. Yes. Yeah, redshirt freshman. And that was well, while he was much, still at Oklahoma State. Like, both yeah. of those guys have improved so much since then. Yeah. It's interesting. He was number one at the time. Um, Heil was. was. Yeah. 
Interesting. Okay, continue. Yeah, that's probably Dean's. Yeah. yeah. 2017 was probably Dean's best year, I would say. Mm-hmm. The Twitter poll says 93.8% Dean Heil. Ugh. Yeah, and... I, dude, I absolutely hate to do it because I just feel like he was really boring to watch, but I'd have to pick Dean Heil in the match. No, it's not um, a win match. Just I think I, I, I'm not at all saying that it couldn't go the other way because I definitely think Moran could win, especially with that crazy style he has. Mm-hmm. It'd be really fun to watch, and especially Play with the danger lot. rules. Um, but God almighty, man, he just he always seemed to pull it out, and it, just, <laughs> it irritated right? me because We're I was always pulling red. for the other guy. Chad um, Reds wrestled both of these guys way too many times to be. I careful. think, uh, yeah, but and, and also you know with the even more of the cloud on the situation is Dean Howe's senior season. You know yep. how it ended up at nationals. It's like, oh man, I don't. But you know he's a two-time champ, and you know Tristan Moran has had some really big wins, and he hasn't been inconsistent. He's beat the guys he needed to beat, but like with the bigger guys, he's like kind of sporadically beat some of them. You know, like he'll beat Nick Lee, and then like he'll lose to another one. And he'll beat this guy. Um, so I just I gotta go Dean Holly, even though I hate it. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with you, even though I can't get the match out of my mind. Where in Rec Hall, in like whatever triple overtime, Moran beats uh, beats Lee, which was which I remember watching that, and I'm as big of a Nick Lee fan as anyone. I'll admit it, but like just being like the the respect for Moran, not being phased by this crazy crowd and you know, going out and getting the match done, uh, especially against someone as good as Lee, um, made me a pretty big Tristan Moran fan. But I'm going to still have to pick Dean Heil here. Dean is two-time champ. We're picking. You've got Heil. I've got Heil. You know, did he's you the – No, I'm just saying why I think Tristan Moran's No, awesome. I mean, like, did you – like, earlier, did you think Moran would win? Because somebody put in the dock their pick was Moran. Uh – that might have been an accident. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do see now. Yes, that was me. But I'm going to take Dean Heil in this match. Hey, so real quick update on the uh, question we had earlier about the Olympic uh, redshirt stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, guys like Yanni who are in the Ivy League and took an Olympic redshirt um, can do it again. Ooh. But it's not really a redshirt because Ivy League rules are different. Uh, so he said at Cornell I can take up to three more years of school off as Olympic redshirts because I'm – I'm taking a leave of absence, not a true red shirt, because um, the Ivy League doesn't allow you to do that. And then he said, anyone can do what I did regardless of what school you go to, but when you, when you do what I do, you don't go to the school for the entire year, whereas an Olympic red shirt at a Big Ten school allows you to stay enrolled. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. He said he can take three more years off of school. That's wild. Oh. We're going to have 30-year-old Yanni. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Sam. I'm sure he wants to get get into. I've got Heil too. Uh, two-time national champ is hard to argue against, but there's a very clear path to victory for Tristan Moran. All right, does that leave it to me? It's all up to you, my man. All right, so um, obviously I think it'd be a good match, right? Dean Heil pulls things out, um, but this is kind of how I see it playing out. Dean Heil's working his kind of double under here. He hits a little. Uh, little high crotch right there, right? And um, Moran sits corners, and a big landmine kind of pops out. Oh, no! <laughs> Punches in a cradle, right? Typical Tristan Moran cradle. Flips him over, gets the fall. That's kind of... Wow. Oh, my gosh! That's Guys, how I thought, wait, right? is, this the, is this the first upset of... Yep. That's... Yep. I, Just like that. Wisconsin wins the duel. 18-15. Dude, and Seth had... 
you are a masterful planner, man. You were like, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start at 149, and I'm gonna yeah, end. You don't think I was up all night getting ready for this, man? <laughs> I know, I know, oh, I know. Man. The preparation is unreal. I, I, yeah. When you said that, I was like, why? Like, why, why don't you end at 33? You know, why would you? <laughs> and then, like, I thought I, he might have. Hey, when Sam. Time after weighing, so he was ready for this, too. Oh, I, I had oh. a plan out, man. <laughs> you also man. had some good time off the scale, too, for 33. <laughs> yep. How, how heavy do you think you would get up for this match? Uh, I don't. I mean, honestly, in all, all honesty, I don't get very big. I'll probably get one thirty-eight by the time I wrestle at most. Like right yeah. now, I weigh I weigh one thirty-nine, one forty in the mornings. Oh, but then what yep. about after you make fifty-seven kg? Ooh, that's that's a that's a different, <laughs> that's a different story. That's I'll be weighing. I think I think I weighed myself before I wrestled Thomasella that night in the finals, and I was back up to like one thirty-four, one thirty-five. So oh man, how big? I mean, I don't. I don't know, but like, how big do guys usually get after they weigh, weigh in, especially at that weight class? Like college? No, yeah, I'm talking about dual? no, not dual. I'm talking about on the freestyle scene. Like, who cuts be- the weight and who? How big do they usually get? I mean, that was a one day thing, so I could get a little bigger. It's kind of tricky now. I think on the second day, I think some of those guys are getting twelve, fifteen pounds. Like, I know if Tristan, I know if Tristan had the chance, like if he knew it was his last weigh, he would weigh twelve pounds over that same day easily. Oh, he he hit up to almost 180 pounds after season. <laughs> what? How tall is he? How tall is he? Shorter than me. He's like five seven. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! You don't want to see the picture that when he was that big. Oh man! How he did it? It takes work to put on that much weight. Guys, so, Twitter. Tw- hold on, Twitter is going to completely unfollow us. Oh my gosh. This is the oh. biggest upset of, of so far. All, wow. That is insane. I mean, how, how I literally, like- I, uh, okay. So you can even ask Sam and, and Jude, was it last night or the night before I even texted him and I was looking at the lineups and I was like, guys, do we really want to bring Seth on? Like, I don't, I, <laughs> like, I don't want to bring him on. And then we all pick, you know, the other way. And so, wow, it's, it's cool that it shook up this way, shook out this way. Cause like, yeah. wow, that was cool. That was really fun. That was, that was, I had a blast, uh, blast being on and, uh, had a had fun game planning for this one. Uh-huh. Yeah. You well, need to, uh, talk to Coach coaching. Bono. He should hire you after this. Yeah. Get on staff. Man. Strategy level is insane. <laughs> hey, uh, before you go, Seth, I have just one more quick question. Um, yeah, actually yeah. back to the, the freestyle thing. How big do you think Nashon gets? After uh, after Wayans, he cuts a lot. Big dude, he was struggling at the Bill Farrell to to make weights. I'm sure he got really big after afterwards. I mean, he he was a big. I know when I wrestled him at 61 kilograms, he was huge there. So I mean, mm. I gotta assume he was he's one of the heavier ones. He's probably at least probably 135 or something. How funny was was uh was it when he gave Suriano his single? Oh my Suriano god, Nation's the nicest know. dude ever, and like obviously he was gonna do that. I just felt so bad when he bled all over this single. He kept like, doing oh. this too. Completely destroyed it. I was like, and then he lost the match. I was like, now Suriano's gonna bring you back a sweaty, bloody singlet that you bought. Like, oh man, just keep it. Just that keep was it. crazy. I don't know how Suriano only showed up with one singlet for that. Yeah. How, how do you? I just don't get how that happens. <laughs> how do you know you're wrestling a freestyle event, and then it's just, oh man, that's that's actually really funny. 
Okay. How's Scrap Life going? You just signed with them recently. How's how's that process going? I saw you got some new merch out. Uh, yeah, it's recently. doing all right. Yeah, it's doing doing all right so far. And uh, yeah, working on some website stuff and some uh, like my own collection and things. But yeah, hopefully yeah. more stuff coming soon. That's awesome. Uh. That's awesome. So, yeah, I guess you weren't weren't even you weren't gonna plan on uh Did you ever consider taking an Olympic red shirt this year? I didn't qualify for one since I was out that entire season. Oh, the previous really? Year. I mean, I probably could have swung you, to some, some way to qualify, but I don't know. Either way, I don't think – for me personally, I'm my best when I'm in, you know, tip-top shape, and it, I'd rather go through a college season and then go into that versus – it's hard to train like these senior-level guys do. You know, it's much more spotty. You know, you only compete every now and then, and it's just hard to – you know, stay, I don't know. I, I like going through that whole grind of the season. As long as you don't wear yourself out, I think it's the perfect thing to do before making it run, so. Yeah. So what are you going to do is, like, now that you're graduating, you're going to try to stay involved with the college program, try to go through that training as much as you can? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll be, yep, so I'll be at the, being a part of the Wisconsin RTC. That's what I'll compete under. And, yeah, I'll just be doing everything the college guys do and all their preseason stuff, all their workouts, obviously – There'll be some things that, you know, if I got to travel and get some training in and stuff, but for the most part, I'll be right in Madison getting ready. How much has Ben Askren there? Uh, he probably comes, I think, during, during like, the middle of the season, early season, preseason stuff, probably a couple times a week, once or twice a week, comes in. And, uh, yeah, it's nice because, obviously, Bono and Reader are, like, complete opposites of Askren, mm -hmm. where Bono and Reader are just, like, working until you're about to fall over dead, and then Askren's much more of a – you know, methodical, scrambling, positional stuff. And his his workouts aren't very, you know, his practices aren't very hard at all, but you really get that exact opposite side of, you know, yeah. that stuff Bono and Reader do. So That's I think so cool. really, yeah, it's a really good combination, and I think it's really beneficial for you guys. We're, How we're much does do you specifically roll with Askren? Uh, I, I love rolling around with him. When he was coming in quite a bit, I'd probably – I roll with him at least a little bit each time he was there and stuff. Mm. And yeah, I love it because he he's a he he knew, he obviously knows what he's doing in those scramble positions without right. using weight at all and stuff. So it's it's super fun to get around and feel like all the interesting things and like you feel a lot of things that you've never felt before. Like what what on earth did this dude just do to me? <laughs> he hit me in about eighty seven Gramby rolls and uh, cradles, but we're getting oh. McDonough on uh, next week or spoilers. Friday. Yeah, we're getting McDonough on to talk about – so last week we did Arizona State versus Iowa in the yeah. same thing, and we had Spencer Lee versus Anthony yeah. Robles. And uh, so man. we're going to have McDonough on to talk about that a little bit and then, and then the Iowa duel. For well, who do you think would win, Seth? Who, do you, who are you taking in that? Spencer Lee or Robles? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so hard, dude. Robles was, like, unreal strong for the weight. Like, unreal. Like, right. I don't know. Like, I don't even know how somebody approaches, you know – and I don't think Spencer's a huge 25 pounder. So it's, that's a really good match. I wish that that's one I would pay to see any day of the week. That's, I don't know if I could pick there. I wouldn't, that. Dude, it's hard. It's really, really hard. <laughs> Cause yeah, I don't know. Robles was just a freak, man. I remember watching what he did to McDonough and it's just like, wow. <sighs> okay. Jacob, I'm sorry. I cut you off there. What do you got? All right, guys. So, yeah, we could talk about this stuff for forever. I mean, we could talk to you forever about wrestling, Seth. Um, but we actually have to go ahead and, and get the next uh, guest on the call for the next duel. We got Cornell and Edinburgh coming up um, in just a second. So we're going to take a break and switch over our guests, and then we'll be right back for that duel. But uh, thank you very much, Seth. We really appreciated it.
Um, I know I appreciated uh, all the the playful banter back and forth and picking against your Badgers a couple times. <laughs> but yeah. thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys so much. I had a blast. And, uh, yeah, whenever. I love, love chatting wrestling and uh, talking to you guys. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely. All right, guys, welcome back to the second half of this episode. Um, we just uh, the Oklahoma State-Wisconsin duel, where Wisconsin actually took out number four Oklahoma State um, with the help of Seth Gross. Um, really fun one, but we're jumping into the next one. We're going to our last match in the round of 16. It is going to be number five, Cornell, versus number 12, Edinburgh. Um, and for this segment, or for this duel, we're actually joined, we're lucky to be joined by Sean Russell. Uh, how you doing, Sean? I'm good, I'm good. Awesome. You in Georgia awesome. right now, Sean? Yes, I'm in Georgia currently. Sean, how is uh, quarantine affecting your life right now? Um, it's been tough, man. Um, you know, it's been tough. It's guidelines are tough, but since I've gotten home, you know, my family, we've kind of moved out into kind of a secluded part of Georgia. Um, and there's a couple places with, with some gyms, not public gyms, but some people who have mats. And I've been able to train with my little brother and stuff. So it's been good. You back with Arturo at all? Um, he's not. He's not open at the moment. He's not. Yep, he is not open at the moment. Cool. So where uh where are you training right now? You know, without quarantine going on, if it was just normal everyday life training for you know Olympics and world teams and all that kind of stuff, where do you train at? Um, I'm at I'm at Minnesota with the storm. Um. So that's what I would be, you know, if, if this wasn't all going on. And, uh, you know, I miss those guys. I hope you get back in that room soon. I mean, it's a great room for me and just a great environment. So the quicker we can get back in there, the better for me. Cool. Who's what about uh, you, Sam? You, you've been training? Yeah, I have. Um, doing a lot of – so I'm working with Young Guns, their virtual training, and Jude's doing the M2. Um, and then I was actually in Pennsylvania um, – about a week and a half, two weeks ago, training. I was there for two weeks. So, to be honest, nice. Uh, my training's gone up because of this. Um, That's awesome, man. Time and stuff to train on my own. That's mm. awesome. You're going to have a big jump on a lot of people. I, I feel like a lot of people are sitting on the couch right now, and it's a good opportunity to get a leg up on some people. That's what I'm shooting for. Absolutely. All right, so let's, let's get in and start talking about this. Um, so – we have, like I said, again, number five, Cornell, number 12, Edinburgh. That's how the seeding shook out just based off of placements over the last decade. Um, and we actually had Sam make our Cornell lineup, um, and Jude helped out making our Edinburgh lineup. And, of course, we've got Sean, who knows a lot about the Edinburgh guys. Uh, but, Sam, you want to start off and tell us who is, who's in the lineup for Cornell? Yeah, for sure. So, um, running through this lineup, I actually made a, a good bit of mistakes going through missing some guys and, and not reading the right stats. Um, but we have an updated version from what we put out in the poll. And we've got, at 125, Troy Nickerson, 33, Nashawn Garrett, 41, Yanni Diakamahalas, Chris Villalonga, um, Brian Robuto, Kyle Dake, Mac Lunas, Gabe Dean, Cam Samaz, and Jeremy Sweeney at heavyweight. So I think it's a really solid lineup. And uh, Cornell got a, got cheated out of their seed. What did they have at first when they switched with uh, – <laughs> Like four seed, right? Okay. No, so originally I had him at the three because when I went through and did the seeding, I, I took, you know, since we were counting 2010 since we didn't have NCAs this year. And since 2010, there is 
there was three teams that had been in the top 10 every single year and Cornell was the the third one. Um, but I like, I couldn't right below it. Uh, nine years of placement was uh, Ohio state and Oklahoma state. And I had to bump Ohio state up to three because Ohio state had a championship. I mean, I can't, I can't put them below Cornell if, if they won a title. Um, and then most of Cornell's top 10 finishes were in that, you know, five to 10 range. Whereas Oklahoma state had like, three twos and a and two threes or something um, so they ended up their seed. They didn't. They, they, yeah they did not perform to their seed they got taken out by the bat um but yeah it is what it is man this is the fun it's of this exciting stuff actually yeah it is so, what it is. yeah so uh so jude who we got on the other side who we got fighting right. bro so coming in at number 12 edinburgh fighting scots we got 125 our very own sean russell 133 aj shop followed by mitchell port David Habit, Johnny Greisheimer. Is that right? Am I saying that right? Uh, Greshimer, I think. Greshimer. All right. Uh, Gerard King, Phil Morricone, Vic Avery, Chris Honeycutt, and Ernest James at 285. And that, um, I believe that that's our lineup. It was actually a little difficult. Some of those guys, like, I had to, I had to go pretty far back um, to, to, to fill this lineup. But, it, you know, it's interesting. The more you know, right? For sure. Well, that's the kind of another one of the cool things that I've found in this first round is that you set the the parameters from 2010 to 2020, and that includes like if you wrestled in 2010, so you could have been like a six year senior wrestling in 2010. So some of these dudes wrestled in like 2005, 2006 <laughs> at one right. point in their career, which is right, insane. right. <laughs> but yeah, like for example, I went back and looked at, at Jared King's resume, and I think his freshman year was like 2005 or 2006, oh, somewhere in there, right. And so it was crazy, but he ended up getting a, a sixth year, and, and that was 2010. So he squeaked right in. Um, squeaked but, in. You guys are going to yeah. have to help me there. I wasn't even born, so I do not, do not know much about him. You weren't born when? 2005. Wait, when were you born? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. That's All right. Man, Samwise, 2006. <laughs> That's actually nuts. I've never even thought. Wow, that's crazy. Um, all right, well, I'm stunned. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's let's go ahead and get into this thing. Um, so what we've been doing is we've been letting the lower seated team pick where we want to start the duel. Um, so because you know, obviously, we're not going to flip a coin and whatever. Um, so Edinburgh is going to pick where we start the duel. Um, we're going to let Sean pick where he wants to start the duel. So where do you where do you think we should start? I'm thinking it's in Burrow's best interest to start at 57. Awesome. Awesome. 57 uh, it is. Yeah. So we'll just we'll go ahead and jump right into it. 157, we've got Brian Realbudo um, and Johnny, you said Gresheimer? Yep, Gresheimer. Uh, awesome. So tell us, uh, Jude slash Sean, whoever whoever knows more, uh, who's Johnny? Sean, how are um, you doing, man? I, I know him pretty well. Um, you know, he was, he, he was coming out when I got there. I was never on the same team as Johnny, but he graduated, you know, as I was coming in. So he was still around the program a little bit. I've seen him scrap. Um, I've been around the guy. I like the guy a lot. He was very scrambly wrestler, um, a goer for sure, a type of guy that wanted a lot of action during the match. Um, was guy was going to dive underneath. He was going to roll ankles. There was going to be a lot of action. Um, really enjoyed watching Johnny wrestle. I think he's got a tough matchup here with Real Budo. I, also, I obviously have watched a lot of Real Budo, and um, he was really good as well. So, dude, what do you think? Uh, Johnny, I believe he was a, a two-time national qualifier. 
Um, and he wrestled at two different weights, I'm pretty sure. So, um, yeah, no, I, everything you say sounds good to me. So that's Johnny. And tell us a little bit about our, uh, our Cornell opponent here. So Real Buto, um, he's a much more well-named, uh, well-known guy um, for the Bears. Um, he took six his freshman year, second his sophomore year, and then his junior year he got hurt in the first round of NCAAs and had to pull out. Um, <laughs> but then the next year he ended up taking fifth, I believe, um, and so he's a three-time um, All-American. I think he was a, a four-time EIWA champ. And uh, was, you know, his junior year when he got hurt, he was ranked number one in the country. And uh, wow. he entered yep. his he entered his senior year 92 and 16. So Ooh. one of Cornell's best best guys to ever do it. Do, um, do you guys remember what happened to him in his semis match his senior year? I think it was. Um, was that against um, senior year? No, I don't. Who is he wrestling? Well, they got the score wrong. He should have won. Oh, oh, lost. oh, was that uh, is that Ian Miller? Yes, yes, it was Ian. Okay, Miller, or who? So, it was it Ian Miller who got screwed? I can't remember. Yeah, Ian Miller got screwed. So that was his. That was his sophomore season when he made the finals. Yeah, so it's Ian he Miller. wrestled Ian Miller in the semifinals and went into sudden victory. Or, and I kid? remember, I remember it shouldn't have been in sudden victory, right? I think that was yeah. the deal. It was a quarterfinal, I believe. Oh no, it was the semis. supposed to be up by one. Twenty was that? I think I'm, it was 2015. It was definitely the semifinals. Yeah, um, it, was the, semifinals. it was the quarter. Yeah, it was the quarter. Mm-hmm. Are yeah. you sure? Yep. Okay, they're missing a match uh, here. I mean, um, it's like, dude, Ian Miller. I, you'd be surprised if this stuff doesn't happen more often. Ian Miller throws points around like, like nobody's business. I don't know. Yeah, first. It was crazy yeah. though. And there was like a commotion, and all of a sudden they just stepped back on an overtime, and then all of a sudden the match was over. And Miller won. It shouldn't have gone into overtime, but um, you know, debacle, I guess you could say, but pretty interesting. I just chatted the uh, the link to the video, um, the quarterfinal match. That's that's yeah, that's insane. I would hate like Sean. Oh. Imagine something like that happening to you. What a huge... I can't. I can't. Okay. And then it's in the quarter. So then I found you still it. have to win that next match to be an All-American. And you really should have been yeah. been in the semis. And that's a huge <sighs> swing. You know, it's a huge swing. Dude, and it's crazy. So I found the Win Magazine article, which actually breaks down the scoring of that match. And Miller's leading. He's winning in the third period, 8-4. to four. He gets um, – Brian escapes and gets a takedown. It's 8-7. to seven. Um, and they cut, and Brian Robuto cuts Miller immediately. So that should have made the score nine to seven, but they missed it. Um, and then, so they didn't give him the escape points. Right. Um, and then Robuto got a takedown, which put into overtime, but they missed the, the escape point. So it never should wow. have been in overtime in the first place. Robuto gets the takedown in OT, and um, no, and they didn't. Oh my gosh! Unbelievable. That happened. So wow, that's insane. This was a crazy, crazy bracket that year, too. Just like that match in the, in the quarters. Yeah. And the very next match for Robuto, he's wrestling Dylan Ness. And Dylan Ness and Isaiah Martinez were just on a collision course that year. Um, and somehow, you know, whatever goes on, Ness ends up getting injured in the semifinals and having to injury default out in the semifinals um, and then wasn't even able to wrestle the rest of the tournament. So Robuto had just crazy path to get – 
finals um, and then right. ended up majored by IMAR. Um, <sighs> but there's there's only three guys, I, I think three or two. I think there's only two dudes in college wrestling that beat Isaiah Martinez. So, yeah. You know, well, it's just it crazy. I mean, you go from you're in the quarters, you're in a barn burner, then all of a sudden, you know, that happens to you, and then Ness gets hurt, boom, you're a national finalist. Whereas it easily could have been you lose by one in an awesome match, and you're in the round of 12, anything happens, and maybe you don't even All-American. That's how yeah, crazy right. the NCAAs are. And from Ian Miller's perspective, he's like, I won the match, and, oh. and I could have been a national finalist, but since of a scoring mistake that I could not control, now I'm down in the round of 12. Oh, yeah, what a huge swing. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine being Ian Miller in that situation. I'd be up, very upset. Well, give him some credit, <gasps> man, because give him some credit, man, because Ian Miller loses in that crate, like just gets screwed and then drops down and beats uh, his elder 24 to 6. So, wow. Not only does he yeah, down, he, uh, he, was, he bounced back. Puts he, it on. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. But we're, we're getting down a rabbit hole. So, let's go back. <laughs> 157. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brian Robudo for me, um, you know, he's a, he's a NCAA finalist, three-time All-American. It's hard to pick against him. For sure. I, I'm going to have to go Robudo as well. I follow in suit, Brian Robudo. That's all four of us. That'll take the lead for Cornell, um, 3-0. All right. Move up to 65, where, uh, this one's very heavily leaning in, in Cornell's favor. But, um, could you guys give the rundown on Jared King? Yeah, so Gerard King... Uh, he wrestled in, like, he wrestled, I, I believe his senior season was 2009, 2010 season. So there's not a lot of stuff on him. They don't even have, like, a bio on his, on, like, Edinburgh's website about him that I could find. Um, but, I mean, what it says here in the document for what I was able to find, he was um, first and third, and he won, um, you know, he won a national title. Really good wrestler by all accounts. But, I mean, he's going up against Kyle Dake. So, Sam Herring, give us just the 30-second Kyle Dake breakdown. Man beat David Taylor multiple times. He's a four-time NCAA champ at four different weights. Cornell's greatest wrestler of all time. Uh, this is back-to-back -back for Cornell. Brian Robito to Kyle Dake is insane. And uh, I think the only guy that can challenge Kyle Dake for greatest Cornell wrestler of all time is Yanni. And even then, it'd be so hard to do it. Um, he's a world champion, two-time world champion, was unscored upon in his first year. Um, he's beaten Jordan Burroughs. Absolutely incredible wrestler. For sure, for sure. But remember, we got to and – and Kyle Dake obviously had an unbelievable college career. But we're talking college. Doesn't yes. matter necessarily what Dake's done on the senior level. Although, you're right, Sam. He's been incredible, no doubt about it. Um, Dake is hard – it's hard to bet against Dake with just so few of losses that he's had. And, the, the, I mean, since he's been on the college level, I mean, you just never see the guy lose. But, um, you know, I know Jared King was a, is a heck of a wrestler. And, I mean, I, you know, I hadn't seen a ton of Jared King wrestling, you know. And when Sam asked me to do this, I watched a little bit of film on him. And, I mean, really just a guy with great motion, great high C. I mean, really just good in all three phases of the match. I definitely think it'd be a very good match. I mean, Dake's never been known to put up a, a ton of points in college. Um, he wasn't really known for that. And I think it would be hard for him to um, score a lot on Jared King. So I think it would be a, a good match, but it's hard to bet against Kyle. Yeah, I'm with you. This is a, this is a really, really tough match for, for Jared King. And he, like you said, he's an incredible wrestler. National title under his belt. One of Edinburgh's greatest guys, but he's just going against uh, 
the so, greatest of all time. I want to put this out there. All right, let's see if if this works. It'll let me. Can you guys see my bracket? I'm pulling over. Uh, we cannot. I think you need to. Uh, I cannot. Oh. Uh, okay. Hold on. Yeah. I gotta share this. Um, because <laughs> there is right there. Oh. Okay. Oh, give me a second, and I'll find it. Um, but I this bracket from uh from his his championship run from Jerry King's championship run. You absolutely have to see this bracket is insane. Um, and it was like obviously you know we're talking about Kyle Dake here, which is a all time guy. Um, but we have to give some credit. Um, do you, can you guys see the bracket? Yeah, we got it. That's insane. Okay. Bracket. Um, so. Check this out. In the bracket that, that Jared King won, let's first of all say that he was the 12 seed. Um, the 12 oh. seed, okay? In the second round, he has Nikamu Chistegi. And then after that, he ends up having John Reed in the semis and beats Andrew Howe in the finals. But not only were those the dudes that he took out, the guys in this bracket, Mac Lunas, um, Dan Valamont, Nikamu Chistegi, uh, Ryan Morningstar, just it, it's insane. I mean, oh John, Reader, John, Reader, John Reader, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Moza Fay, Colt Sponseller. He was one of my coaches at Burrow, an awesome wrestler. Like the amount of just greats in this bracket and, and the twelve another, seed. Jared another Cornell guy here, Mac Loon Lunis. Yeah, and so I, I know that you know we're talking about him wrestling Kyle Dake, and it's it's hard not to just look at it as a a Dake trump card, but we have to give him credit for this because this is an insane Ooh. run absolutely absolutely i mean king was awesome and like i said just watching some of his film i mean he was good at everything like i seen one match you know he shoots from the open god pulls him up king goes bear hug and puts the guys back and pins him and then another match he's shooting from the open hitting clean singles taking people down another match he's turning people on top so it's like he's a very complete wrestler i mean it, it's hard to put him out of any match um, of all time in my opinion yeah Absolutely. I mean, winning, I mean, this has got to be all time, but, um, yeah, I love that for me, you know, it, it sucks that it has to be this way, but it, it's going to have to be Kyle Dick for me. Um, just, he's one of the, he's one of, if not the greatest of all time. I think when you win four national titles and four different weight classes and you pretty much go on, <sighs> on for most of your college career, I, you, I can't pick against him. So it's Kyle also Dick. like just the guy, like, he beat David Taylor, who won two Hodge trophies. He's a world champion, right? Who's who? Uh, uh, you know, aside from you know Bubba Jenkins and Kyle Dake, who also could have been a you know a, a four-time national champion. Just Dake's Dake's got a he's got this one. I'm sorry, Kyle Dake. When someone beats David Taylor, that's a that's a mark on on Jude Swisher's. What I think is crazy too is that like I just thought about this. I had to look up if Kyle Dake had a Hodge. He won the Hodge in 2013, and that like. I, I don't know if it's just me, but that fact gets lost under all the other. It does kind of. People <laughs> always say four-time national champion. They never really say Hodge Trophy winner. The, yeah. four, different right. weight, the four different weights thing is, is incredible to me, too. It's not like definitely uh, claim he had easy competition. He literally moved up every single year. Definitely. Would, I'd love to see this match go down. I just There's not a whole lot of dudes in this world that can score on Cal Dake, So I have Cal a question. What, what do you think our world would be like now if – David actually beat 
Kyle Dake as a senior, like in the national finals. <laughs> what our world, yeah. what our world would be like. He's dead. <laughs> it would be. A, I feel like we, we would have already had a couple of pandemics. We'd be at World War, World War Three, <laughs> right at the moment. <laughs> uh, it definitely, it definitely build David Taylor's case a little bit more to be the greatest college wrestler of all time. But I mean, other than that, you know, I think and you and you already can make that case for David. I mean, he was unbelievable. Whether he lost to um, Dake or not, but, um, but yeah, so we can move on. I, I mean, I guess you got to go Dake there. I mean, he's just unbelievable in college, yeah. you know, it's tough. Yeah. All right. Well, so I think we're all on Dake there. Um, we'll move down to 174 familiar name. We just saw in this bracket. I pulled up, uh, Mac Lunas from Cornell, uh, versus Phil, is it Morricone? I believe. Yeah, I, bl- I believe so. Okay. Yeah, could you give the rundown on, on Mac Lunas? Yes, if you will give me one second. Jude, can you go on Phil first real quick? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I, I can find so very little on this, on this man. I think uh, he was a one-time, maybe two-time NCAA qualifier. Um, Sean, do you know of him? Who, Phil Morricone? Yeah. Yeah, he was really good. I, I'm not positive on his, um, on his stats. I went back and watched some film on him, and I, 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 I couldn't find if he all American or not. Do you guys know? I, I think he didn't. Um, he, I mean, it's just it's. There's so very little on him because he was just in this era of yeah of just when it was getting started. Right, there's not a ton. Right, I'm I'm um, w- I'm with you. But I know that the stories of Phil, um, you know, that surrounded Burrow were just a, a lot about it was just about his hard work and his dedication. And he had a gym. Um, I can't remember where it was, but I know some of our guys would train there and go train with him. And when I watched some of his matches, I mean, it, you could tell the dude was just a strong dude. He was a goer. He was going to come forward. You were going to have to hand fight with him for three periods. He wasn't going to get tired. Um, I like Phil. I mean, I like I liked watching his matches. I like what I saw from Phil. What, what does Mac, Mac's resume look like? Yeah. Um, so Mac Lewis was a four-time EIWA champion. He was a three-time NCAA All-American. Um, as a freshman, he took fourth. As a sophomore, is that bracket that he was in that we just pulled up, where he was actually the number one seed in one of the best brackets of all time, um, ends up getting taken out in round one. So he's one of those rare one seeds to lose in round one. Um, but you know, he didn't end up fighting all the way back for a placement there. Um, but in his junior season, he kind of redeemed himself, made an NCAA final uh, against Jay Borschel, and ended up losing that match 6-2. to two. So he got second as a junior. Um, and then as a senior, he ended up getting fourth place uh, again. Um, so three-time national champion. Um, you know, obviously that that's kind of a, a big blemish on the resume with lo- the one seed losing in the first round. Um, but mm-hmm. a, a thing that people don't really remember is when he wrestled in the finals his junior year against Jay Borchel, he was undefeated. And I, I believe he hadn't been taken down at all the entire year. Um, and Jay Borchel kind of went out there and put it on him. And I believe he took him down three times. Um, and so he, he was definitely one of those, one of those guys. It was one of the, one of the better ones to not win a title. And it's kind of, you know, not forgotten, obviously people know the name, but you know, not talked about as highly as he should be, I think. Um, in his career, he, right. was, he won 150 matches and 12 losses. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's ridiculous. That's a pretty good record. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah that's crazy. Four count, and and what, what year did he graduate? Um, it looks like he graduated in 
man, I think so. That one I just showed was 2009, so 2011, I believe. Yeah, 2011. Um, graduated in 2011, but man, I mean, just think. He wrestled 162 matches in his college career, won 150 of them. It's insane. That's nuts. <laughs> that's oh insane in high school. You know? That's yeah. That's that. That's a lot of matches, and you. And honestly, you know, in today's age, you just don't see people wrestling that many matches anymore. You see it less and less, and it's just impressive, no. really. In yeah, high school, Morcone was 178 and eight, and in college, he was 74 and 24. Gotcha. Does it say if you all American or not? Uh, he did, he did just not. A he was a qualifier. He was a three-year starter too. Two-time qualifier. And uh, yeah, he had yeah. So uh, he got he got a six-year of eligibility through a medical yeah. redshirt. Um, he lost a bunch of time off from injuries. I think it was neck injuries. It says. Mm. Well, I That's mean, tough. I know who I'm going here with this match. It's it's definitely Macaloons. Um, just his cur- overall career, and you know, it's all been said. So back. One vote. Yep. Same here. Two votes. Three votes. I'm going to go with the upset. Even though it doesn't matter, I got to give my boy something. Yeah, nice. You got to put us on the board. <laughs> Don't get blown <laughs> out. It's not cool. All right. Well, let's, let's jump down now. to 184, <laughs> um, where we have Gabe Dean versus Vic Avery. Wow. This, is um, a, this is such a good team for Cornell. Yeah, it's, it really is. Cornell's a very good team, no doubt about it. Um, but I can get this started with Vic. Um, I'm good buddies with Vic. You know, he he was awesome. I mean, Vic, Vic in part changed my life when I came to Burrow. Just you know, between watching him and Mitchell and AJ and Habit, just like the way they worked out and uh, the way they lived their life off the map was very uh, inspiring for me. And um. Vic, I mean, gosh, he was so good. I mean, he got third his junior year, and he wrestled Gabe in the semis in an incredible match. The match was unbelievable. And the reason Vic lost is Vic hits a switch in double overtime when Vic's on bottom, and Vic has um, Gabe Dean's leg up in the air for like 25 seconds or 20 seconds. And so the whole time, technically, Gabe's still riding him because Vic won't let go. Vic finally lets go at the very end. And then they keep wrestling it out, and then it's, at the end of it, um, Gabe Dean had more riding time than Vic. So that's why Gabe Dean went on to the finals, and Vic went for the wrestle back. Oh, I remember that. So, yeah, so you can make it, no doubt in my mind, you can make a case Vic could win this match. I mean, Vic trained harder than anybody I know. Vic, in my opinion, was every day good enough to be a multi-time All-American. He battled some injuries, um, trained very hard. Um, but, yeah, I, I like Vic in this matchup, and I think if uh, Vic's health could have gone a little bit better for him, I think we'd have seen Vic beat Gabe at least once or twice throughout his college career. Wow. Ooh. Well, hey, I'll go with you on that. I'll vote Vic. I mean, if we're taking peak Vic Avery, then I think maybe he could beat Gabe Dean. For so, sure, I like it. I, I want to throw this out there real quick. I just, you know, I was looking, and these two have met two times, and both of including the one you just talked about, both of them went into sudden victory. So Ooh. both of the matches went into overtime. Um, Gabe Dean obviously having a lot of trouble with Vic every time, both times they wrestled. Um, so that's that's absolutely not a crazy pick. Pick Vic. Um, pick Vic. So Gabe Dean, two-time NCAA champ, four-time All-American. It's really hard to get bet against this guy. Um, one of Cornell's strongest guys. Uh, sorry, Jude and Sean, but, man, I don't see it happening. 
Yeah. You know it definitely here. could happen. It could. Same here. There's a clear path to victory for both guys. I think it's. I mean, look. And and if you're arguing, Vic gets that switch at double overtime. Maybe Vic's that a one-time national champ too. I mean, you're talking inches and ounces here. That's true. But Gabe Dean took that match, and I don't think that was a peak to Gabe Dean, and I don't think that was a peak to Vic Avery. So it's hard to bet on um, which guy would be which guy's peak is better. Come on, I'm, Jacob. I'm going with Gabe Dean. Uh, Jacob, Jacob. Got, don't don't I come agree. on me, Jude. Okay, on, sorry. I, it, dude, I would love to see the match again, and like you're saying, it, you know, if there's health issues going on there, I definitely would have loved to see, um, you know, Vic Avery that wasn't dealing with some of those health and issues um i also i remember that semifinal match i was there and i remember watching it going the whole like like you're saying he's still getting riding time like get away yeah. the whole time right. um and you know the match might have been different if if it had happened quicker and the riding time had been stopped um but come on man i mean it, it's it's zero against avery it's but it's gabe dean i mean he went three one one two um and you know he was two and oh against against Avery here, um, it, it's – I can't personally do it. I mean, 155-7 and seven was Gabe Dean's record. Oh, he was unreal. Look, no I doubt about it. I remember one tournament. Uh, I think it was Cliff Kane Vegas. I watched Dean tech ball through it, and I remember just kind of being in awe watching him, just like, wow, man, he's really head and shoulders, you know, above the competition right now. I think, I think that was his senior year. <clears throat> yeah. I think, honestly, too, the the – I mean, obviously, he was a two-time national champ, right? So we don't downplay what Gabe Dean did. But I think his senior year losing to Bo Nickel kind of put a little bit of a tarnish on what, how we think about him. Because um, obviously, again, we think about him with the greatest. But Bo kind of handled him in that match at the end. And I think it, it was, I don't know, it was kind of a, a letdown for me. Like, I was really pulling for Gabe. I mean, I loved both the wrestlers. I think it was awesome. But I was kind of pulling for, for Gabe in that match. And I don't know. It's it's hard to see a guy go one one and then finish getting second, but like I said, it's got to be Gabe Dean for me here. So it's tough. Well, they on. don't know, Sean. They don't know. <laughs> hey, listen. I all I gotta say is I hope that Vic's not listening to this, and I hope I never am in the same wrestling room with him because I hope he is I listening was, to this. I was the deciding on the podcast. Oh come and on, he's he's a very large man. Come on, if you if you um, pick something, stick with it and don't. I, I picked it, and I, I, I'm. Don't be afraid. I'm not a, no, 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 no. I'm not afraid of the pick. I'm afraid of the man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Afraid saying. of what he's gonna do to you. <laughs> well, look, you've got. I mean, Vic Avery was incredible, but if somebody picked against me because the other guy had beat me twice, I would have nothing to say. Sam, I pick against you every match, man. <laughs> I mean, if there's reasons to pick against me, then I can't argue with you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's get down to 197. Um, we got Cam Simaz uh, versus Chris Honeycutt. Uh, I remember both hey, watching both these guys Jude. wrestle. We lost Jude somehow. Yeah, we lost Jude. Oh, uh, I'll see. I'll see if I can get him back. Poor on. Jude. Oh. Eh, that's okay. Lost a Penn State fan. There's a million of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I need Jude. Jude's had my, Jude's had my back the whole time. We need to get him back on here. <laughs> All right, Sam, we'll get him back on. Uh, but we'll go ahead. Uh, One ninety-seven. Cam Simaz, Chris Honeycutt. Uh, was was Honeycutt around the program when you were down there, Sean? 
or up there? Um, a little bit. You know, got, kind of similar to King and Gretschheimer. He was kind of he was on his way out, and uh, but he came in a few times. I, I watched him do some goes with Vic. Um, you know, when he started fighting and stuff. And I've been on Chris a little bit, not a ton, but you know, I pulled up some matches before doing this, and I mean, he he was a physical specimen. I mean, no doubt about yeah. it. Just he looked so strong in his matches. I was like, it was amazing to me how strong he looked and i watched his match against simez which was an awesome ncaa finals match um really looked like honeycutt was in control you know and simez simez had some good open shots sh- shots from the open to be at 197 yeah so tough i don't know tough matchup what do you think yeah i mean you know looking at the just the stats for simez he was an all-american in all four years um a four-time eiwa champion he won the finals in 2012, and that was over Chris Honeycutt, uh, which, again, like you're saying, was a, was an awesome match. Um, and, uh, man, that, that's a tough one because, like you're saying, it was a great match. It could have went either way. Um, you know, statistically, we're, we're, I think we're having to lean more Simez's way just from a stats perspective. Um, mm-hmm. But I can definitely see the argument either way here. Um, so, For know, sure, man. and – yeah, it's tough. And, man, watching that match, like, the fact it was at 97 was shocking to me just because the way the two guys wrestled. I mean, you got Simon shooting low singles from the open and Honeycutt rolling ankles and coming out the back door. And it was just it – was, it was an awesome match. And, uh, and yeah, man, I mean, just two great athletes. And can't say enough about Cornell's lineup here. I mean, it's pretty pretty solid. Yeah, and that's why, like um, – that's what that's what makes some of these kind of hard to talk about, you know. And is that, you know, Edinburgh's lineup is awesome, right? But so is Cornell's, and like sure. it's it's just it's hard to talk about sometimes. And I feel like oh, I'm just picking all one way, and it sucks. But you know, it is what it is. These these are two of the best sure. lineups of the decade. Um, and For sure, and you got to you got to go with who you really think, you know. And yeah, I mean. Sometimes sure. when guys have wrestled in college and you've seen them wrestle and one guy won, then that's going to um, that's gonna skew your vote a little bit. But I try and remember that, you know, this is a new duel. This isn't that one match. And even if yeah. someone won by one point, you know, it's like it could always go the other way. And, um, you know, so I try and remember that too. All right, yeah. back. Uh, we should be getting Jude back on in a second. I don't know what happened, but uh, he should be here in just a couple seconds. Um, if you guys – have you guys – Gotten your uh, your picks in because I'm taking Simaz here, or Simaz. I'm I'm not really sure how you. How you it's Simaz, um, and you know, like I don't know if you were still on here when Sean said it, but they they actually wrestled in the NCAA finals. Did they really? Yeah, um, and it was a it was a great match. Simaz ended up coming out on top. Simaz was a four time All American. Um, it it just all is kind of leaning leaning Simaz's way again. Like we were kind of saying we're on here. This is definitely a match that could have won either way. Um, because it was a really good one, but you know, I think most of the stuff is leaning more Simaz's way, and so I'm gonna end up picking Simaz. When you got a a 97 pounder shooting low singles, and um, his just his athleticism was unreal. Hey, I'm so. close to being a 97 pounder shooting low singles. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. without the one, maybe. Without the one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, what happened, man? Dude, I just got popped out of the meeting. Don't know what happened. I was in the middle of uh, opening my mouth, and then all of a sudden, it was like blink, and I was gone. Unreal. Well, I don't you, know. You man. missed. You missed my uh, my burn when you when you jumped off. Yeah. Great. I'm I really s- I'm really so sad I missed that. Oh. I I said it's okay. He's a Penn State fan. There's a million of them. We can find another one. Oh no. Well, that's <laughs> uh, that's uh, actually it's pretty true. <laughs> All right. 
Where are we yeah. at right now? Please, please enlighten me. I'm sorry for being hey, up. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to move locations really quick. I mean, you guys are good, but my phone's going to die. So let me take this in the other room. We can keep worry, going now. All right, that's You're good. good. Okay. Yeah, so me and Sam um, have picked Simaz. Um, oh, like, yeah. Simaz is, is a killer. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Dude, he's, he's incredible. Give me Camp Simaz. Yeah, so like we are saying, though, you know, these two Did guys did wrestle in the NCAA finals. So, um, hey, and hey, it was an awesome match. Does Sean... To- um, does Sean have some as too? Uh, he did not make his pick yet. Um, I think he was going to lean more a Honeycutt's way. Okay. Um, but. Ooh, it doesn't matter though. All right. It's going to be yeah. 15, 15, zero. Goodness gracious. This Cornell team. I want to get to, th- I want to get to those lightweights though. I think that's where the fun's really That's where at. the fun is for sure. Oof. Absolutely. Start off, uh, Real Buto and, uh, Greshheimer's fun and, um. And then Dave yeah. King is fun, but, but the so, rest aren't. aren't real quick, fun. I got to show this since, uh, since we're talking about this match. Um, and people at home can see. Um, here is the match we are actually talking about, right? We're talking about Chris Honeycutt, Cam Simaz, um, and Honeycutt, two time All American, Simaz, four time. Going with the and no shirt pick? The no shirt pick. You guys remember Kyle Dake had a no shirt pick? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. Um, but this that, is. Guys. This is the actual match that's on YouTube. So if you're listening in and you want to you, you formulate your own opinion, then you can definitely jump on and, and see this actual and how it all plays out. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, we do end up with Cam Simaz coming out on top, 7-5. to five. So you guys can see that, right? Yeah, we can see it. Yep. Awesome. Very, very the man himself. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. Great match. Me and Sam got Simaz. Um, Jude, what are you thinking? Simaz as well. I mean, he beat the man, so. Um, well, I mean, Sean, who you got, my man? Sean. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes, sir. You. Sam, can you, guys, can you guys see the graphic again? Not yet. I was still black. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to take Honeycup. Yeah. Stick to my gun. Stick to my Bro, guys, and I'm gonna take Honeycut. Awesome. Well, hey, I mean, it's it's a close match. I have not watched it, but I mean, you can definitely make a case for for Honeycut. Let's let's move on up to heavyweight, and if uh if Jacob can get the uh the graphic out. Yeah. Can y'all see it now? Yep. Awesome. Um. Yeah. So we're back in. We're up to heavyweight. Um, at this point, we do. I'm sorry, I keep erasing your check marks, Sam. Hey, yeah, dog, it uh, don't matter. We gotta keep <laughs> moving. Fine. Gotta keep uh, moving. But uh, 285, Jeremy Sweeney versus uh, Ernest James. So, Jude, get us started. Jude slash Sean, whoever knows Ernest James, get us started. You got it, Sean, or uh, you want me to do it? All right. Hey, I'll take it. Uh, Sean, so Ernest James. Two-time national qualifier. He he took second at EWLs one year. Um, pretty good. He was a I believe he was a three or four year starter for the for the Fighting Scots. Wrestled two eighty five. Big man, dude. Big man. And they have a picture on the on the bio of him doing a mat return against uh, Adam Kuhn. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, Sam, tell us about Jeremy Sweeney. Yeah, you know, similar to a guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sam, tell us about Jeremy Sweeney. All right, so Sweeney's uh, a more recent guy, and he uh, I, I know him a little bit better from uh, watching him in the past years. Um, he's actually wrestling. Hey, can you guys hear me? 
Yeah, we got you. Right now we do. It sounds really okay. Choppy. You can hear me now. Yeah, that's better. It's, okay. it's very choppy. I was muted. I didn't know I was muted. Oh, hey, it's all right, man. That happens. <clears throat> but yeah, his, my bad. All right, keep going. Sweeney's senior year um, was 2019, so I know him a little bit better. He was um, three-time NCAA qualifier. Uh, you know, not not the best. I, I know it's been said, but Cornell's heavyweights aren't aren't really the specialty there. Um, so he was a, a three-time NCAA qualifier, and that's really his stats. He, he took sixth, um, seventh at the uh, EIWAs. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's Jeremy Sweeney. I mean, hey, I, I'm going to pick Sweeney here in this match, partially because of recency bias. Also because, you know, he's a three-time qualifier. Hold up. Um, hold up. Where's, who's, so who's Ernest James? You told us about him? Yeah. Oh. I, did you not hear me? Oh, I'm oh. sorry. He did talk about him, yeah. I think oh. I was muted. I think I was muted when I was talking about Ernest. But Ernest was a stud. And er, Ernest, I think Ernest qualified two or three times. Uh, two I know times. he was in the round of 12. He, he was two times. He was in the round of 12. A really it, to me when I was watching film on Ernest, it seemed like he was a guy that was probably really hard to wrestle at heavyweight. He was a guy who kind of liked space. He looked strong. He shot doubles from the open. He had a really good cradle on top. I like Ernest in this match. I'm gonna have to take Ernest. I'm going with you as well. I think Jeremy Sweeney also had a little bit um, lighter competition these last couple of years um, at heavyweight. It's kind of watered down, especially in the EIWA. Um, so I'm going with Ernest James. Give me Sweeney. I've never watched like Ernest James, um, but I have seen Jeremy Sweeney matches, so I will go with what I know. I've watched Jeremy, Jeremy Sweeney. Sweeney in. Never mind. I've not. I was going to say in person, but I actually haven't. <laughs> I thought I did. I've not. I seriously hate you guys for always putting me in this position somehow. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I'm always the last one. Um, but yeah, I mean, look at these two guys. Um, this is. I mean, it, it's definitely one that I could go either way on. I'm thinking back because I, I remember watching these guys wrestle and like Sean saying um, that like that heavyweight cradle um, I, I think is a little bit of a, a difference maker. He was good on top and um, I'm going to go fighting Scots on this one. Give him the first. I one. like it. Nice. Nice. Let's go. It, it, it's, you can't bet against a heavyweight. that has got a good cradle, man. Yeah. But, uh, man, he did too. He looks strong. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm right. sorry. I had the score wrong a minute ago. I don't know why I put thirty to zero, but that'll be. Yeah, it's part of the fun. No worries, we got it. Um, so let's go down 125. Um, we're gonna we'll kind of talk about each guy here, and then we'll we'll let Sean dictate how much we want to talk about it. Um, since he is in, and we always want to you know be respectful if we got a guy on the show that's actually in the lineup. Sean could um, also just landmine the whole dang thing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it is up to you if you want to you make your pick, talk about it, whatever. We'll, we'll roll with the punches how you want to do it. Um, but let's yeah, go ahead. Nah. Yeah, so let, let's go ahead and uh, <clears throat> Sam, tell us about Troy Nickerson first. So Troy Nickerson, I actually did not know all that well. Um, this is one of the guys that I made a mistake. Uh, I actually had Frank Pirelli on the team. And at first I was considering Vito Arugel. So um, just getting a little bit of recency bias um, to myself. But he's a national champ. Um, he was actually notable. He was the uh, first five-time high school state champ in the state of, um, was it, I think it was New York, I believe. Yeah, I think he's from New York. Yep. Yeah, he's from uh, Shenango Forks. So, yeah, he was the first five-time high school state champ. Um, he's now coaching at the University of Northern Colorado. And, uh, like I said, he was a national champ. Started uh, – 
Man, I think he was starting in 2006, so the year I was born, so I'm going to have to have some more stats on him. Yeah, so I'll, I'll talk about it for a second. Um, so I, I thought it was funny because this was kind of a little bit of a, a breaking news situation for, for, from HMA this morning uh, that we had to switch the lineup because, you know, like we said, Sam had Frank Pirelli in there, which was also a great wrestler. Um, but I was looking through and I was just kind of like studying and I was like, man, when did Troy Nickerson graduate? Like, I have to I have to look that up real quick. And it ended up being 2010. And it kind of snuck in. Um, it snuck but in. Troy, yeah. And, and he was he was great, man. I mean, he never finished lower than fourth place, right? He had a first, second, third, and fourth all on his resume. Oh. Um, won a national title in 2009 for Cornell. Um, ended up finishing fourth his senior year. But he, he was – I mean, he was great. I mean, he's one of the one of the greats for Cornell over there. Um, and – a lot of fun to watch wrestle. He's like, like Sam said, he's coaching at uh, at Northern Colorado now, um, and I think it's kind of funny. This morning when I when I saw it, I was like, Sam, did you leave out Troy Nickerson? And then thinking about it now, I'm like, okay, Sam was like one, two, three years old during that time. So I can say <laughs> it's all right. It happens. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll jump over and and Jude, Sean, whoever whoever wants to talk about this one, I'll let you guys go for it. I got it. I got it, Sean. You don't have to talk about yourself unless you want to. <laughs> My boy, Jude. I appreciate him. All right. Hey, listen, man. So, Sean Russell. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. NCAA All-American for Edinburgh, and then he transitioned to, uh, to Minnesota. He was a three-time national qualifier. He had a career record. I don't know. Sean, do you know your career record? Might not. I think we're, I think we're losing him. Um, I think I ended up with Somewhere around 135 or 40 wins. All right, here, listen, man. You had 140. On. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. I got you. You were 40 and 35. So, you know, 140 wins in college in D1 is really incredible. Hang on. Yeah. I, can, all right, hang on. Losing, you, losing you a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just. Yeah, start. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Um, how do you turn safe driving mode off? I'm struggling over here. I'm straight struggling know. over here. Don't worry, dog. It's okay. It's all right. Um, sure. It's, it's real. Uh, it, it would be the time that, that Sean Russell comes up to wrestle that he, he's struggling right now. We can't find him because uh, he's got Troy Nickerson. <laughs> You're late to the match. Troy Nickerson standing on the line waiting to wrestle, and Sean is, is hey, disappearing. Hey, trying to trying to let him get cold. Uh, yeah, um, he's just ready, man. But yeah, I'm just I mean, gonna, yeah. Um, can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we're good. You can you can um, just keep your video off, and that way it'll probably get a little bit smoother. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. My thing's all messed up. No. But um, but yeah, man. Troy's awesome, man. I I got a chance to roll around with Troy. Um, when I was coming into college and, um, he was doing a little bit of recruiting down here in Georgia with me and my buddy Millhawk and, uh, and I've gotten all around him. The one thing I'll say that I think would play for an advantage for me in this match is that Troy was a smaller 25 pounder. And the one thing that I gave up a lot in college besides, I mean, I was never very big. So if I was going to wrestle, um, you know, if I had my pick of national champions, I think I would do better against. Troy would be one of the ones I think I would do good against just based nice. off size. But, again, Troy's awesome, man, and, um, you know, he had an incredible career. So, mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Hey, guys, I actually have to go. I'm going to go pop on the, uh, the Defensive Pin podcast.
here really shortly. So I will let you guys continue, but let me give you my picks for the last three matches. Um, at 133, I'm taking AJ Shop. 141, taking Mitchell Port. 149, taking David Habit. Uh, go fighting Scots. And I will. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Keep it rolling. Bye bye. Sounds good, man. What? Thanks, Jared. I like your picks, bro. Bye, Sean. It was a pleasure to meet you, my man. <laughs> pleasure to meet you too, man. Wow, what a way to just drop a bomb and get off. Okay. Yadi Jackmalis. Just make Sean Garrett gone. No explanation. See y'all later. I like it. Wow. Okay. Well. Anyways, we'll get back on. Uh, yeah, so real quick. So there's some, like, a, a question that I've wondered. So I actually grew up in Georgia, um, and, you know, I, I wrestled throughout middle school, high school, battle some injuries, whatever. But, like, uh, I remember watching Sean wrestle growing up, and he was a state champ in Georgia. Um, and you're talking about uh, Milhoff, who was actually your, your teammate in high school, right? Yeah. So I have a question because, uh, you know, I don't know how many people are familiar with, you know, Georgia history and all that. Uh, Sean Russell was a four-time state champion, and Ryan Milhoff was a four-time state champion. And the only reason that Milhoff was not a four-time state champion is because of Sean Russell. Um, so how uh, – what kind of dynamic was that like, Sean? Because you guys actually met the state finals both of your freshman year and ended up being teammates the last three years. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it was crazy. And, and I grew up with Ryan, and me and Ryan had been training together since we were six years old. And, um, you know, we, we trained together, and, and our dads were, were pretty good friends, and we started going to nationals together, and um, we had some success. And, and coming into our freshman year, we were actually going to the same high school, which was Archer at the time. And we were about the same exact size. Um, we both wanted to go 103. And, you know, at first we kind of talked about like the loser would just go 13, but we were both really small and, you know, we both really didn't want to go 13. And so, um, you know, we just started doing some research and, you know, my dad was really asking me about what my goals were and I was telling him I wanted to be a national champ and, and stuff like that. So my dad was like, well, man, I, I think the best shot for you to be a national champ is for me to move us to Collins Hill and uh, you go to a school that's going to travel and going to go to Powerade and going to go to Ironman and going to go to these schools because he was like, I don't know how much you know, you win in state in Georgia is going to, you know, how, how much clout that's going to carry. Um, you know, so my dad was pretty smart in that regard. And, and I, I truly believe my heart that the reason I won that state finals match that year is because I had, I think I had eight or nine, maybe even 10 losses my freshman year. And they were all like double overtime or overtime or like, you know, a semifinals loss to um, a junior at Powerade. And I can't remember who it was. Um, I can't remember, but you know, I lost at Ironman. Um, I lost to Kalodzic at Ironman. And I just wrestled a lot of good guys, and I, and I was very battle-tested. And Ryan, you know, he went to Archer, and they didn't really leave the state. And Ryan kind of, you know, he, he beat up on everybody all year. But, um, you know, I, I think that just me me traveling really helped me win that match. And and then um, I think Ryan kind of kind of saw that. And so then after that, Ryan decided he wanted to come to Collinsville, too, where he could travel as well. That's really cool. Hey, I think we lost uh, Jacob for some reason. I don't know what's going on with technology today. The coronavirus is getting at everything. Um, Gosh, they doesn't so, want this interview to happen. <laughs> we'll look up in the next wait, um, which I will start sharing my screen and put up the same doc that he had, and uh, and then I'll get Jacob in here as soon as he can. Um, yeah, that's cool. But as I'm waiting for it, we got Nashawn Garrett and AJ Shop. Um, and just to start thinking about that one, these are these guys have two totally different styles. And did they ever wrestle in their career? I don't think so. I don't think so. Nashawn would have been um, young, you know, when AJ close. graduated. All right, so. there we go. Can you see that up on the screen? 
Let's see. Hang on. Here's a. All right, so we got it up on the screen, and Jacob is here now. So I'm going to um, turn off the share and allow Jacob in to the meeting. Sorry, guys, for all the uh, the technical difficulties. It's all good. How's it going, Jacob? Hey, man, we're having some technical issues. I know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, what, what did I miss? Where are we at? We just started to move up to 33. We got Nation and uh, an AJ shop. Um, all right. So we can cool. go ahead and share the screen there. I'll update the scores, and uh, and we'll just go with with Troy Nickerson for the win, just because that's what the uh, the Twitter polls had. So um, right. we don't really need to vote on that one. But uh, all good. Someone to see. Sorry about Definitely. that. Definitely. <laughs> all good. All good. I'd love to wrestle that match, but all good. That'd be fun. Uh, so let's go. One thirty-three. Uh, we got Nation Garrett in, in one corner for Cornell, um, and AJ Shop for Edinburgh. Uh, this. Man, this would be a really fun one to watch. I, I'm sad that we never got to see it. But That's uh, what I was just saying is they kind of they came close and they were overlapping a little bit. Yeah, we just we never got it. Um, but uh, Sean, do you want to tell us a little bit about AJ Shop? Yeah, definitely. Um, AJ was awesome, man. He was super hard worker, a very stubborn wrestler, um, very stubborn, which is an awesome trait to have as a wrestler. And what I mean by that is really just his top wrestling. I mean, he got it in his mind that he was going to get your wrist and there was no stopping him. He was going to get your wrist and he was going to turn you. And I've seen him tech some really good wrestlers. I've seen him 15-point tech All-Americans. And, um, you know, he he had an awesome career. And, um, you know, he definitely one of Coach Flynn's favorites. I mean, it, he worked very hard and just had an awesome career and was very disciplined and, um, you know, just just a really good wrestler. Can't say enough about him. Yeah, I mean, I remember he was just an absolute hammer on top, and he's um, he's apparently been you know a, a great in his coaching career so far. You know, really helping a lot of different uh, great wrestlers with their top game, right? Um, Definitely. I think he he was yeah. So we just had Seth Gross on the show earlier, um, and he was AJ Shop started off at, at South Dakota State with Seth Gross, and Seth kind of told stories about how. Um, you know, it, we all know how great Gross was on top, right? He's a national champion. Sure. He turned everybody. Um, and Seth Gross told us that in practice, he said Shop would just turn him all over the mm -hmm. like it was nothing. Like he's like, I would go in and think that you know I'm not going to get turned. Uh, you know, I, I got this, and then all of a sudden, Shop's got me in a tilt. And so Shop's um, a defense guy. Yeah. That. And so that that's definitely a match that I would want to see. Um, on in the other corner, you know, we got Nishan Garrett. Uh, who I, I don't have the stats in front of me, um, but I'll look him up. I, I believe Nation Garrett was a four-time uh, All-American, All yeah. correct? Um, yeah. And he was obviously an NCAA finalist twice. Uh, he lost to Jesse Delgado, uh, but then ended up beating Corey Clark, I remember. Mm -hmm. um, so the Delgado match when he lost, I remember, man, it, it, you got to go watch that video if you're listening in because literally as soon as the whistle blows to start the match, Nation is just blowing through Delgado with a double leg. And we all remember Delgado's crazy scrambles. And just somehow that blast double leg off the whistle just had had Delgado dead to rights, ended up in a scramble and Delgado getting out of it. Um, but Nation really is a guy that has a hit list all throughout his career, beat a lot of the top guys. You know, he's an NCAA champion. He took down Corey Clark like three or four times. Um, and it, it really would be a fun one to watch. Man, I, I'd pay money to see this match. Year. 37 hours yeah. in a year. 
I'd pay money to see this match, man. He was good. He was good. I mean, Nashawn's awesome. I mean, again, you can't say enough about him either, but I, in my opinion, this one is a big matchup style match, and I really think AJ would be able to slow Nashawn down. I think he'd be able to get on top. I think he'd get Nashawn's wrist, and I think he'd turn him. And that's my that's my opinion, and I got to go with AJ on this one because of that. Yeah, so we got um, we got Sean and Jude both on AJ's shop. Um, okay. Sam, what do you think? Where, where are you going? You want to go last again, dude? No, I don't want to go last. All right, well, you're making <laughs> I'm taking. I, I know. I'm taking AJ's shop. I think his top oh. is the Nashawn Garrett. Awesome. Uh, awesome. He could tilt everybody. Now, if especially if we're taking four-point near-fall rules that we have now. For sure. Because AJ Shop didn't have that when he was wrestling. For sure. Uh, and then that makes Nashawn, he's going to have to take him down, you know, five times, four out. times. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, I, you know, it, it's already decided. We already have Shop winning uh, third or whatever, even, either way I go. Uh, yeah. But I'm just going to put out there, y'all are crazy. Nashawn Garrett wins this match. Um, that dude, th- he was so dynamic on his feet, just but blast look, doubles look. all over the place. No, here, listen, the reason when I looked at this, I was having a hard time with it. Um, but when I looked How at would this, you say I we looked, were crazy. If you're having because, a hard time. no, 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 because I, I looked back through the <laughs> WrestleStat and, and his, you know, his resume, Nation Garrett's, because I was trying to find like, where are the dudes that were just hammers on top, right? And right. I got back and I found actually Sean's teammate, uh, Ethan Lezak. Um, yeah. And, you know, Nashawn Garrett teched him. They're and not so, at all. You can, whatever. <laughs> and that was a baby Ethan Lezak he teched. Ba- that was a but, baby Ethan yes, Lezak. Yes, but also a baby Ethan Lezak made the NCAA finals. Okay. So. That wasn't the same year that he teched Lezak when Lezak made the finals. That no, was no, the year Lezak went two and two. Those two different Lezaks. No, no, no. It wasn't the same year, but Lezak made the finals in what? Is, was it his freshman or sophomore year? Sophomore. Either way. Sophomore. sophomore. Yeah, but and look, you, I see what you're saying, but when Lezak came back after his freshman year, that dude grew like four inches. He was a completely different yeah. wrestler. He was like little his freshman year. He was small. He was like my height. It was weird. And all of a sudden, he came back, was four inches, five inches taller, and at the same weight class. It was nuts. You can yeah. argue that all you want, though. And the reality is this. Ethan Lezak and AJ Shop were both good on top, but not nearly in the same way. AJ Shop grabs your wrist and tilts you. Ethan Lezak throws legs in or crab rides and tries to just suck you back. So different. It is different a little bit. Listen, like, I, I'm a huge Shop fan, man. I think, like, my style of wrestling I love watching is somebody that's just a hammer on top, right? So I love watching him. He was awesome. I just can't unsee how good Garrett was on his feet, how fast he was. I'm looking through at all the dudes he beat. I mean, on his run to an NCAA title, he beat Cody Brewer in the semifinals and then Corey Clark in the finals. He beat two national champs on the way to his national champion. And Uh, as we look at stats and compare the results and stuff, Nashawn Garrett blows AJ Shop out of the water in stats and results. But when you battle him in their matchups and with today's rules, AJ Shop could turn him multiple times, and that's all it takes. He right, just twice. once. Just if once is all it takes. Once, it's four. He just does this and rides him out. That's five points for him. And he's too that's- sticky. He's too sticky on his feet for Nashawn to take him down five times or four times. Like, Shop's going to grab his wrist, and it's going to take Nashawn 40 seconds to clear AJ's tie. And then, yeah, AJ, and then he might take him down once, and then 
AJ's going to – I mean, I, I just think AJ's going to get his turn, and I don't think Nation's going to be able to take him down enough times to tie it up. Yep. So I, I don't want it at all to sound like I'm, like, against shop because it's not – No, like, you're good, man. man. You're good. You're like, scared either, but, but like, yeah. voting for but, AJ you're saying you're telling me that Nation only can only get one takedown. No, I'm I, saying I don't see him getting four. I I could maybe see two or three max. I don't see him. I mean, I I mean AJ was hard to take down, man. He was so long yeah. and he was so sticky. Like he would grab my wrist and I just couldn't get it back for 30, 40 seconds at a time. And I think AJ would slow that match down big time. I think it would frustrate Nation. I think when AJ gets his turn on top, he would go to work. Uh, yeah. Sean, have you ever wrestled in the room or anything? Just roll around with Nation. Yeah, I wrestled Nation at the Open. I mean, he beat yeah. me pretty bad. It, you know, or yeah. not the Open at the Bill Farrell. At the Bill Farrell this year, so you felt both guys. Yeah. And uh, Nation and freestyle is obviously a little different, but more optimized. And Nation's a world team member, um, partly. I mean, I don't know how you would say that, but uh, he's a world team member, and he's incredible in freestyle and incredible in folk style. I just don't think he's he can take AJ shop enough times to make up for the points he'll give up on bottom. Like literally one two minute period where AJ shop does this and he can get one, two, three turns. Well, and again, I, I would just, I would love to see this because I think these guys are two dudes that have superpowers, right? I think right, right. On, on his feet is it just a super, he's superpowers on his feet and shop has superpowers on top. And I just, I would like to see which one of those would went out. Um, for sure. But, It'd be awesome to see for sure. Yeah. I would, I would love to see that. But y'all outvoted me either way. So uh, we'll, we'll go down to 141 uh, where we got Yanni D uh, and Mitchell Port. This this is another one that would be fun to watch. I would love to see this one too. Yanni's, Yanni's incredible though. I mean, I probably have a little bit of recency bias, but Yanni Diakamahalis out of high school was incredible. Made junior world teams and now senior world teams this close to it. Yanni's a two-time national champ and only two years into it. His scrambling abilities are insane, and I just don't see much room for anyone. Um, you know, maybe if, if we're well, Ohio State here, Steber might be tough. But uh, Look, I see, I see what you're saying, but remember this. Zane Rutherford just beat Yanni. Do you know who Zane Rutherford's last college loss was? Mitchell, Mitchell Port. Mitchell Port. And let me tell you something about Mitchell. Yanni, Yanni's wrestling skills are almost unparalleled. I mean, he's so good. He's so versatile. He's, he's, I mean, you can't say enough about him. Mitchell had so much heart, though. And when that dude wanted to win, it was so, he was so hard to be stopped. And I, I in particularly remember that match against Rutherford. And um, Mitchell didn't like people from Penn State. He didn't like Penn State. And I won't get into why, and, you know, I don't want to talk about all that, but he didn't like people from Penn State. I mean, I can remember Mitchell being really pissed at me for losing to Jordan Conaway one time because he was from Penn State. And Mitchell's match with Rutherford was just all guts. I mean, he had to ride him out to win, and, it, and I just can remember it like it was yesterday. And Mitchell, I tell people all the time, he's the hardest worker I've ever been around in my life. He was the most consistent he never showed that he was tired. He was a great leader. Without being a verbal leader, he was a great leader. And um, and if I if I get my trump card, I play it right here for Mitchell Port to take out Yanni in an awesome match. In a in a pin? Is that what the trump card is? You get the pick. You get the pick. It's the only place that you get bonus points, so it's up to you. I say I'm going with Mitchell Port with the major. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. All right. All right. So we got our landmine down for the episode. Mitchell Port takes out Yanni D. Um, I, 
before we talk about more of the wrestling aspect, I just want to put some respect on the mullet that Mitch Report had. That, oh, it was unreal. Oh, man, that was a great, great mullet. That's that's literally like – that's the first thing that pops into my head when I think Mitch Report. I don't know why. Maybe it's bad. Oh. But like, that mullet was awesome. No, it was such a great fit for him, too. And just his wrestling style, he was just tough and nasty. And he had the mullet, and he just – he was awesome, man. I, I really looked up to Mitchell when I got into college, and I still do. If Mitchell called me right now and told me something to do, I, I would do it. And, I mean, he just – he was awesome, man. And, you, and like, Mitchell's senior year, he had two losses. I mean, they were, he got second in Blaze, and he was pound for pound ranked second, at you know, from every weight class to Logan Seaver. And when yeah. they wrestled in the duel, Seaver beat him by, like, two points. It was four to two, I think, or five to three or something. And in the NCAA finals that year, Mitchell tore his knee in half in the first 20 seconds of the match. So, you know, Mitchell, as good as he was, he still, you know, you can have an argument to say he could have even had a little bit better resume. You know, maybe his knee doesn't hurt. Maybe he stops Seaver from being a four-timer. I mean, I definitely, after watching them wrestle in the Ohio State duel, thought Mitchell had a shot to win that match. But once he tore his knee up in that first period, he just, just wasn't the same guy. Yeah. Do you remember Port's freshman year did he what did he do his freshman year because he was round of 12 okay um yeah so round of 12 was a freshman just put some stats on it because obviously you know we have our landmine so mitchell port won this match um and and people are going to be like oh my god yeah he beat yanni diakamahala so i guess it's crazy um even more so than what sean said i want to put a little bit more behind his name too um so round of 12 as a as a freshman um, but then he makes a final as a sophomore uh ends up losing to kendrick maple in that match um, but it, I think it was four to three. So it was by yeah. one point he loses the national title as a sophomore. Uh, as a junior, he gets third place. And then as a senior, like you're saying, he wrestles one of the greatest of all time in the finals in Logan Stever. Um, and I, I mean, this, this is kind of, for me, this is like, um, the past episodes we, we talked about Tyler Caldwell, um, Tyler Caldwell wrestled for Oklahoma state in Oklahoma, um, was a two-time finalist. And in both of those matches lost to, to great guys. Right, and so Mitchell Port lost to two really great guys in the finals, and, and you know is a couple points away from being a two-time national champ. So, um, before you start thinking this is crazy, go ahead and put some respect on the mullet uh, for that. But absolutely, yeah. So, man, I yeah, I I would have had to go with Yanni in this one just because of how crazy he is and how dynamic he is and how, um, you know, just a generational talent he is. But I, I'm glad the landmine here because I, I don't think it's crazy at all. No, and I, and I think it'd be a hard matchup for Yanni, man. I mean, Port is going to just hand fight and come forward for three periods, and Port's not going to take 100 shots, and he's not going to get into a million scrambles. But he's going to stay within himself. He's going to battle. He's going to fight for every single point. And I don't care who you are. If they wrestled today, I don't think that – um. Yanni would ever be able to blow Port out of the water. I think it'd be a good match, and in my opinion, Port takes it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we got that. We got that down. The the score is eighteen to ten coming into the the final match. Is that that updated, Sam? Yep, that's updated. Cool, eighteen to ten rolling into the final match. Um, we have Chris Villalonga and David Habit, um, and that's how you say it, right, David Habit? Yep, Dave, yep, David Habit. Cool. NCAA finals uh, in 2015. That's really one of the few matches that I've seen of David Habit. He also wrestled yes. Zane first round of 2017 Worlds, I think, right? Yeah. You said he wrestled Zane? Yeah, first round 2017 Worlds in Paris. Did he? Let me look. I'll look it up. 
I'm not positive about that. 2017. So, yeah. Sean, do you want to tell us a little bit about Dave? Yeah, for sure. Um, Dave's awesome. He's one of my buddies, you know, another one of my buddies. And I got another guy that I really looked up to when I got to Edinburgh, you know, who was on his senior year when I got there and uh, who took me under his wing a little bit and, and really helped me out from a wrestling standpoint. And um, just when you want to talk about the epitome of an awesome wrestler and technically an awesome wrestler, I mean, Dave Habit is your guy. I mean, he was an awesome scrambler. He was an awesome leg attacker. He had a ton of tricks. He was solid on top. He was good on bottom. He, um, he showed me a lot. He used to drill with me a lot. He'd stay extra with me a lot. Um, I've seen the guy wrestle a ton. He had a lot of heart. He, Dave was one of those guys that could wrestle for like two hours too. He just they never seemed like he got tired. It was crazy. And, um, you know, I like Dave a lot, and I'm a really big fan of, of his wrestling. Uh, just can't say enough about him. Dave was awesome. Yeah. So he was an NCAA finalist. Um, he ended up losing to out of Schultz. And, man, that one, that one irked me because I was, I was definitely pulling for him there. Um, oh, that match was crazy. Old. Remember the way it ended, too? Remember um, Dave kind of shot a double and kind of, like, fell in overtime. Not fell. I mean, how shot got the takedown, but it was weird. He, like, shot it. Hadashell kind of moved, and Dave kind of stumbled, and then Hadashell kind of jumped on him, and it was like a, it was a weird finish. Yeah, I do kind of remember that. Like, yeah, I remember it being weird. It, it was kind of a letdown watching it because it was like yeah. such a great match, and then it kind of ended in like a anticlimactic takedown that, yeah. Yeah, I remember Exactly, that. exactly, yep. Yeah, and Dave but, beat Sertis in the semis to get there, which was an awesome match. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what – his the other years was he an all-american the other years yep he was fourth as a junior um he was fourth as a junior yep and second as a senior and yep. uh he was a two-time all-american cool cool um so on the other side we got we got chris Longa from cornell uh this is another we got yelled at on twitter uh because we actually ended up we, we had hunter richard in that or yeah, sam richard, yeah. i'm gonna put it on sam because they put enough stuff on me yeah it was um, but uh, Sam had Hunter Richard or Richard uh, in, in mm-hmm. the lineup for Cornell, um, and then we put it out, and like almost immediately, there was like three, four, five different guys comment to being like, uh, "Where's Chris Longo? Why is he not in here?" He's <laughs> like, and uh, yeah, like okay, well, I, I put on there. I was like, because I hadn't looked into it, I hadn't done the lineup, and I was like, I was like, cool, that definitely something to look into. Can you guys tell me why you're saying that? Um, and they were all like, uh, "Well, he was an All American, and." Uh, the other guy's not. I was like, okay, well, we got to change that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, for so sure. Olalonga ended up getting sixth as a senior. Um, I, you know, WrestleStat is awesome, um, but unfortunately, they had to start somewhere, so their their stats don't go back far enough to see his first couple of years. Um, right. But I know he was a one-time All-American, uh, round of 12 as a junior. Uh, and these guys actually did hit head-to-head uh, with Dave taking um, – so for me, it, it's going to be – Dave Habit here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I got to take Dave too. And, um, and, and I've seen Chris wrestle, you know, Villonga. I've seen him wrestle a lot. I've seen him wrestle in high school. I've seen him wrestle my buddy, Joel Smith. Um, so I know that Chris can wrestle and he was a stud, but uh, I just, man, Dave was just too technical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that honestly, that was a great duel, man. And that's like, that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be too. And I, it, it's kind of interesting most of the matches that we've looked at on in this first round, it's been so much fun because, um, you know, we, we're 
we took these teams and we got these teams and these seeds by their placements over the last 10 years. Um, but then within each team, we got to pick, you know, who we thought was the all decade team. Right. Right. So they, it's really cool to see this all because, you know, some of them, the matchups before, like literally before this episode started, I actually text Sam and Jude and we had Oklahoma state, Wisconsin. And I said, Hey, I know we got Seth coming on, but do we really want to have Seth on? Because Oklahoma State might really whoop up on him, you know? Yeah, and so, yeah. <laughs> and we end up getting done with the duel, and freaking Wisconsin wins it. Um, it's crazy, it's, right, right. So these have been super fun to watch. And, like, this this duel, you know, I looked at this before, and, you know, both of these are, are awesome lineups, but I looked at Cornell's, and I was like, dude, this is stacked. Um, and at the end of it, 18 to 13, I mean, this is an awesome duel again so for sure all of these duels have been great and uh, you know everybody can we can argue that a lot of these matches would go could go would go differently um but man this has been a lot of fun to do we really appreciate you coming on and telling us um you know all about all these edinburgh guys and giving us your your input and your your landmine uh, we really appreciate it sean yeah man no problem i i had a blast definitely was a lot of fun definitely was fun going down memory lane i mean I'm a huge wrestling fan, as you guys are. So even from Cornell's lineup, just talking about some of those guys, it's like, oh, man, I remember this match with that guy and this one, you know. And it's it's cool kind of comparing matchups and comparing matches that, you know, can't happen or would never happen. But, you know, looking at who you really think would win, you know, between a guy graduated in 2014 and a guy graduated in 2010 or whatever, you know. So um, definitely a lot of fun, man, and I appreciate you guys having me. Oh, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. We We'll have to get you on awesome. another time too. Um, you know what might be fun is you come on for for Minnesota too next time. We'll, uh, I'll yeah. see if uh, if that works out. Um, yeah, that'd well, be awesome, man. Even with that, you know, this this tournament's gonna take a little while to get through. But you know, my next uh, project I've been looking forward to working on is, um, you know, we have we have all this time with quarantine. Um, so my next project I was thinking is let's put a tournament of all of some of the best dudes to never win it. Right? Um, uh, that'd be awesome. I think uh, I think Port might find himself on the in that tournament. So absolutely, uh, we can you talk about that later. There. For sure, that'd be awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I think we got to sign off. We've been going for a, a really long time. <laughs> been a lot of fun. I could talk <laughs> for forever. My wife probably hates me, um, but but uh, it's been a great time, man. So uh, you know, from the HMA team, thanks everybody for listening, um, and we'll see you next time.